This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 58, Talking Video Games. I'm pretty sure Batman always has goggle sense. He's always got his goggle sense. Batman sense. It, it, from a gameplay design point of view, it's it's poor design. That's my concern. It's not a matter of like what Batman can do. Because we all know from H.G. Realms, as long as Batman plans for something... He can defeat anybody. Grant Morrison would support your uh, <laughs> your method there. But anything that turns on on a game and shows you all of the auto, like here's where's a fracture in a window, or here's where you climb in to end level, like that's not making you detective. It's highlighting everything that's that isn't obvious outside detective vision. Mm. But as soon as you press that button, and it doesn't like run out. It's like you press it and you have it for ten seconds, and then the batteries go down. Yeah. It's like play the entire game. You could. Detective vision. You can. But... And people do. All so right. all that stuff so, about uh, beautiful art is out the window. It's all blues and grays and yellows. We're recording. Great. So well, welcome to the show. This is Comic <laughs> Shenanigans, episode number 58, uh, Talking Video Games. Edition. No edition. Oh, that's I, what you love to play. I usually like calling things edition. dropping editions because... Because everyone makes fun of it. Next gen edition. Ah. So you, you've given the episode a subtitle. Now, I, I have an issue with like generations because they're, they're, they're going away now. So as like a term, it's it's we're it's, using it to like... Simplify the discussion. We're using it to delineate yeah. changes and basically iterations. But before we get into that, I'm Adam Chapman, the host of mm. Comic Shenanigans. I'm sitting here with my frequent co-star, co- uh, Nathan Struck. There you go. And our special guest, Leon Orellana. And uh, so we're talking video games. Now, I'm a bit of a, compared to you guys, a video game neophyte. I would say I don't know. You've been playing video games for most of your life. You, you like not, video not games. to the same level. And like I, I, I'm you, went, as... you, went, you went console to PC. For a long time, you were PC. Yeah. So what? PC gamer. And you no, came no. back to consoles recently. I, I'm not saying that's not true. I'm saying, I guess there's a, um, there's a depth of the fandom. and like Because you guys, for example, I keep abreast of everything happening in the comic book world. You guys take to, uh, keep abreast of everything in the video game world. That's... Correction, you keep abreast of everything in Marvel and DC world. Oh, you're right. What's going on with Star Wars right now? You I don't know. actually know a lot about it. Brian Wood uh, lost <laughs> yeah, the I know, new, I'm excited uh, for that because Brian Wood's on Vogue. You He's think like, I don't know things. <laughs> yeah, it's Brian Wood. you got to pass on that one. Yeah. What's going on with uh, Ani Press? What's their new stuff coming up? What are their uh, solicitations? Oh, Oni? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> it's, it's only not. Um, what? I think it's. Uh, I think it's fair to say. I guess it's fair to say Adam's first love is comics. Okay. Whereas yeah. Nathan and I, our first loves are video games. I don't know if I. I don't know. What I, I don't know what I. Am. You, you, but you keep. You're more into the. the it's. I go the through. I go through phases. Games, I go so. through phases. Like there was a time when I was just as much like every time there was a new solicitation for anything, I would like I would be salivating for it. For comics? For comics, yes. Oh, I think there, that I was, there was a time. I read all the Cup of Joes, I read all the Casada stuff, like every Monday he put it out and I'd be there and I would like take it to work with me. But that's not you anymore. No, I'm saying I, I go through a phase yeah. and then I was in Heroclix and I was like on HRM's like every single day <laughs> and I used to write, I used to do blogs, I used to write for website. I, about I was employed on the website as a staff writer uh, and then Heroclix died and I went away from that. And then, like, uh, Amber bought me a Wii and I started downloading all these virtual console games, like mm-hmm. for NES and Castlevania. I'm like, I've never beaten this. And I just went and played all these old games and I became obsessed with gaming again. And so that built up. So now I'm trying to, like, I'm like straddling the line between three things now. <laughs> okay. Interesting. But I guess I'm more active in the video game community right now than comics, sure. Yeah, for me, I would for say me so. video games, if you told me to drop Heroclix, drop comics, I'd say, okay. I was surprised with the Heroclix, but I think part of that's also because you've been burnt out lately as well. No, even, like... I, no, I, I think you're right. You would still pick video games anyway, but I think it feels more recently like you've become a little yeah, less months, interested with Heroclix. Six, six to eight months, like, maybe? A year ago, you bought everything. And now you're stepping away a Well, that has to do with the fact that they're just releasing too much product. I agree. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm There's just also saying, too many video games, though, and you but, should have to be more discerning about games. But that does burn you out a little when you're buying as much as, as you well, were. Well, he's becoming more discerning about Heroclix, too. Yeah, I'm glad you are. Don't support 
The Hobbit. <laughs> don't support The Hobbit. Uh, how do you know? I'm buying Adam West Batman for sure. Uh, Day one. I don't want to see that. And Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty, uh, <laughs> I'm on the fence for Jack that Jack Skellington? One. You're on the fence for <laughs> Hello Kitty? Kidding. You're I not. Not at all. I would I would think about uh, Adam West. For sure, you need it. Because it was so over the top, it was like a Will ridiculous a comic. I hope so. My dream is Hopefully to have, have painted the, uh, eyebrows. I want the Cesar Romero with the mustache painted white. That'd be awesome. Ugh, a terrible, terrible thing. Whatever. Wait, can we have three Catwomen? Or four? <laughs> four. Was there well, four? No, no. There was Julie Newmar, Mary Weather, um, Mary Mary, Lee Merriweather, and Eartha Kitt. Yeah. And then, and then you just throw on Michelle Pfeiffer for fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. Or you'd like a black and white one if you want. Yeah. They have to do a, either a special object or a special power on Batman that's going to be Bat Shark. Who is the hottest? Catwoman? I want that. The hottest? Um, the first one. Who is? It's not even a question for me. I don't know, the first one. It's Numar. Julian Numar is slamming hot. Is that the first one? so hot. Uh, Well, technically the first one. They did like, you know, old radio broadcasts. Uh, Same like in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, yeah, she's definitely my favorite. She's incredible. And then like after that, and Hathaway. Yeah? Yeah. They had the same shape. If you noticed, they gave her a Numar shape. They did. They definitely did. Did you know you're... Don't really like Michelle Pfeiffer? Or? Oh, no, not at all. I think no. that they ruined the character with her interpretation. I agree, and I think the comics took a while to get away from that. Yeah, and even like Comic-Con. So you go and see the cosplay, and all the girls are like, well, I'm going to dress up as Pfeiffer. I'm like, really? Dress up as the Adam Hughes version, or maybe the Dark Knight Rises one. But... Dar- Darwin Cook version? Like the more current? Yeah, with the little, uh, little, little ears and the little goggles. And... Which I know, more... but Adam Hughes is famous for making yeah. that look very nice yes yes well, well, every, every girl look very nice every girl looks amazing under Adam Hughes like what? Wonder Woman I want to read this now and they like look in the interiors like ah <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing you know this cover so he brings you in and yeah you're like, brings you in and then the, the every time you out <laughs> every time you're let down alright so we're talking about video games today though um, aren't we? Yeah, we got well, we got sidetracked a little bit. But we, we're... Leon's so on Twitter. He's so excited. Look at him. He's fidgeting. He's so excited. He's, 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 games. he's pretty excited. PS4. Is... <laughs> <laughs> just PS4. Just blurting it out. Is that where you want to start? I don't know. You, you... Well, we, we had discussed before the podcast that uh, we were going to talk about the switch between, obviously, the current 7th generation, although you're saying we're, we're going to drop generation. We're in, tra- we're in transition. Well, no. I mean, it's a term that people use to categorize. Yeah. I don't agree with how it's used or necessarily what is included in a generation. I was listening to um, uh, Radio Free Nintendo the other day and uh, Johnny brings up rightly, he says, which which generation uh, asks to Leon, which generation was the Dreamcast in? That one belongs in the no. PS2 generation. The answer is the failed generation. The failed generation? <laughs> it's a failure, right? It was in between the, the N64 um, PS1 generation and, yeah. the, and the PS2 um, uh, Delphin or, or GameCube generation. Yeah. And it existed for two years, and it was gone. And they're like, "Well, do you really got? You guys really want to debate what generation it really was? It was a failure. That's his point, right?" I'm like, <laughs> he's just using this as an example to point out that, just like with comics, and just like with anything else that we do, collecting action figures or hero clicks, yeah. we like to categorize everything. Yes, I, you can't tell me how many HDRM threads there have been. Like, okay, there's a special tournament, and my judge says only villains, so you can only bring villains. Is World Breaker a villain? And they have this whole debate about what constitutes a villain. Like, Hulk is never a villain. Oh, well, he punched someone super hard, and he's the villain. Like, that, we love to do that. But yeah. there, there are areas that are gray. And so while we categorize systems by generation, there are gray areas. Right? Yeah. Like, the Wii U is the this new iteration of Nintendo. That's what it is. We call it 8th Gen because it's going to compete with other systems that are in a similar cycle. Yeah. It's a business cycle. It's not a real technology. Yeah, the thing. generation is a, it's a business. It's, yeah. it's not by it's not 
classified by power, it's classified by time. So if it's a business thing, it's should we as fans use the business terminology? And some people say it keeps it simple. It and does. some people really don't don't like it at all. They don't want to discuss that. I think it used to feel more like a, a, a generational gap between systems. That's, well. that's true, too. That's, what it, that's why we're the using... The compared to the Wii is a, it's a huge jump in power. But, but, but noticeably, for people, demonstrably, it's the HD graphics. I had a friend who came over the other day, and he doesn't have a PS3, and he got like a Wii like last year. He's super late to the party every time. <laughs> and he's like, so I play this and whatever. And he came over and I showed him new Super Mario Brothers U, and he was like... It was. It's like he was like raising out of his chair. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. He's like, "Do you see how crisp those graphics are?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I have the system. I've been playing HD graphics for the last generation." He's like, "I haven't. That's incredibly detailed." Can, and he like stands up. He's like looking at the TV. He's like looking at Mario. Like you can see all of the mushrooms. I'm like, "Yeah, it's HD." <laughs> like he just couldn't believe it. And I'm yeah. like, "So he's in a little time warp." So to him, the Wii U is like a giant leap. But to us, we see the Wii U. We're like, "Yeah, we've seen HD." Before. It's yeah. Not, yeah, it's not that powerful. And we, even people for the PS4 press conference were like, I was a little disappointed that it didn't look better. And everyone's like, why? Because it looks like a high-end PC. And we're like, we knew that was going to be the case. It was mm. not the same jump from the 2600 uh, Atari to the NES. Well, I think we're just we're conditioned to expect that, though. Because for the most part, every yes. jump has yes. been a giant graphic we are. leap. But the newer kids, the, like the 17, the 15, to 12-year-olds, haven't seen those leaps as much, unless mm. they were raised with some kind of retro father. Uh, so to that's them, the, that's what I'll be. their generation has been the PS2 was their first console, oh, and yeah. the PS3 was their second one. So to them, it's not as big of a deal. Doesn't that just feel kind of wrong? Oh, I hate. I'm a teacher. I go into schools and I talk to these kids all the time, and they're like they're the dumbest. <laughs> like they don't know anything. Like I, I want, I want my children to start out on. Uh, I have an Atari somewhere. I you have an Atari? It's at my parents' house. But yeah. I had one. I, I checked that. No, granted, it probably doesn't really work on. We like a 15 year old listener right now who's just like. Spitting at the, at the at the microphone, it's like you bastards. I remember when I was a kid, I had an NES, and then um, my uh, my mom's friend, her her son, gave me the Atari. I'm like, what the hell is this? It looks ugly. I same way, and I just threw it out. My, my, my babysitter had an Atari, and I think that's the they one. They were squares. They're little I, squares. We like, had a kid who came over from former Yugoslavia after the wall fell, yeah, and came to Canada, and he was spurned because everyone was talking Nintendo. You had to be a Nintendo kid, yeah, and he was like Atari, and we we're like. He actually got attacked on the playground. Oh I my god! Down on the ice, and he hit his head. Was that you? No, I befriended Michael. And this is his name. Sorry, Michael, if you're listening. And uh, is. his last name's not revealed, so don't worry. And I went to his house. And I befriended him, and my yeah. mom was like, "So his mom was so happy, like, oh, come over, come see my son." And uh, he put the Atari on for me, and he put on Donkey Kong. I'm like, this is a piece of garbage. <laughs> and I never went back over. <laughs> was I, I still befriended Michael. I was so nice to him on the playground, but I was like, you know, I'm like, guys, don't push him down. Step off. He just doesn't understand. I don't, I don't want to be friends with But he's coming kid. out of the former Soviet Union. Like, this is a Atari. He's like, I am in America now. I'm in Canada. I'm in the free world. I can have this. I've never even seen Atari, but I get to have one. And he's so yeah. proud. And then we're just like, you're garbage. We're going to push you on the playground because you're so stupid. That's so upsetting. Yeah, I threw out that Atari so quick. I, I enjoyed the Atari. There, there are a few good games. There's some no, good there games. There were little squares. In the background was a line, and then there was little dots that you You know what? Oh, I, I know it. that. It's, and the controller was one stick and Again, one button. I didn't have it at home. I had it at well, my babysitter's house. And so I don't remember. I would go to my babysitter's house, and like she'd have it at like, her cottage or whatever, and it was, it was fun. It was quaint. I think it helps to start low in that case. Like, if you start with 2600 when you're five... Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You don't know any better. But if you're playing yeah. Ninja Gaiden at home, and then you, you turn well, on this I'd Atari... I play Nintendo, and you I... You turn on baseball from Atari, and it's a square with another square what in the back. I used to love that game. I used to play as baseball for Atari, and they had your control stick control We were way back. We were, like, talking about the difference between 7th and 8th gen, and now we're, like, back to generation 2 or 3. Two. Whatever. Anyway, so they had three characters you were controlling with your stick. 
And, Awful. And, and you try to... Yeah, I love baseball for Atari. Yeah, It was so much fun. You only have three fielders. That was it. <laughs> it was, you know what? It, it was a simple... Quainter time. RBI baseball. Yeah. For NES? Oh, oh yeah. That's a really great game. Yeah, that's a that really game. well done I game. have that stuff here. That's a great game. I still like the original baseball for NES. Bases awesome. Loaded was good. Oh, the original baseball for NES was no, not good. The black box was It was, was kind of fun. Well, if you were limited uh, with what you had, it was better than soccer. Wow, weren't you just coming for it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> hey, you know, it's not like it was... Nintendo made it. If you were limited, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, if you waited a few years ago, bases loaded or uh, RBI, you are better off. So what Nathan's yeah. saying is he would push you down the... Uh, yeah, the he'd push me on the ice. Hey, I'm going to push you down the stairs. That's what I would do. I'd wait for you on the top of the stairs. Little six-year-old Adam. I'd be eight at the time. Just yeah. kick you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Big bullet. Take this baseball on the NES. No, I remember then my my cousins had uh, Baseball Simulator 1000, which is always going to be my favorite baseball game okay. for uh, for NES. And I remember because they got a Super Nintendo and then they got a 64. What is so that? They, so I inherited a lot of their games. What is that Neo Geo one? Baseball Stars. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Where like the super anime cutscenes. But and, I had like, the chance. Jacked and oh, stuff. Man. But Neo I had... Geo. I wanted that when I was a kid. But it was like a thousand dollars. Oh, the, the Neo console, Geo. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was three hundred dollars for each game. Yeah. It was on the PSN network, but I did not care. Because I've moved beyond. Baseball Stars is probably worth getting. Yeah? And, of course, Metal Slug. Okay. Well, Metal Slug, just, it's just contrary to me. It is, but it has so much personality to it with the, the way they've animated the sprites and all the characters and when they die and like, blah! And like, <laughs> it's really charming. It has its um, own charm. Fair enough. Alright, so the switch to 7th to 8th. Let's go back. Okay, back do you want to wanna, do you wanna start with like a salute to the last gen and then yeah, talk about movement into the yeah. with, with our impressions of the Wii U and then talk about the press conference? For, that makes sense. Okay, we'll just chronologically. So we'll say goodbye first. We'll tip our hats to games that have come and gone. Um, so Nate, why don't you start us off? So let's talk about Wii first, because Wii, I would say, is, is that your favorite of the current gen consoles in terms of the games? It's transition zone. What does current gen mean? Just let's just say it's the current iteration. So Wii, <laughs> but Wii U is current. Okay, Wii U is let, Wii U is the beginning treat, of the new. That's the beginning cycle. of the future. That's I know. Cool. These are all the business things. This is what people okay. say. This is how people sell you on products. They yeah. want you to buy something new because it's new. Yeah. And they, the way they say that, they say this is this is current. This is the next thing, right? Let's go back to the last thing. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it is my favorite of... Uh, now, Xbox I didn't play a lot of, uh, and there are reasons for that. I'm not a big Microsoft fan. That might change for the next gen with me. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There, there are things I... like. I mean, Windows, for, to begin with, they had a whole debacle about how... They, they sold and made Windows for the past 10 years. Mm. We all remember how terrible, um, what is it called, uh, Windows Vista. Vista? Oh, yeah. Terrible. Hated it. It doesn't feel like it's that long ago, but it's over like, well, they, a decade, Yeah, and they it? tried to cover that up with Windows 7. They really did. And now they're yeah. doing Windows 8, which is supposed to be a whole new thing. So I already didn't like what they were doing that in that way. I didn't like their business practices. So on like principle, I didn't want to even touch Microsoft. Then they also make you pay for online and all this stuff. Um, so PS3 and Wii of those two consoles, yeah, the Wii, and I say that because I love the games just more on it, and it has okay. nothing to do with power or who thinks it's a casual arcade system. There are tons of examples of my favorite games being on the Wii, with the exception of one game, which we'll get to in a little bit later. Interesting on the PS3. Okay, and of the current, whatever you want to say, of the current three of the Xbox, just say seventh gen if you want. Of the seventh gen, let's just say that. Uh, Leon, what would you say is your of the three systems was kind of your favorite system? See, when uh, when someone will ask me what system should I get, mm-hmm. I will say either get an Xbox or a PS3, depending on which exclusives you like more. Because for right. me, both systems have their pros and cons. They're both pretty much interchangeable, mm-hmm. equal power. You know, they're about the same. 
And most, most games PlayStation 3 is a lot more powerful. It just never gets used because the base system for development is the 360. And they make it for the 360 on a computer, and then they upscale things for PS3. And the problem uh, is all these different cores in the PS3, which can generate more, is more complicated to program for. It's, a, it's, which up, is what it's screwed, obtuse. Which it's, is a screwed Skyrim. Yeah, it's obtuse, but it technically has more power, and that's what the fanboys like to scream. But, uh, yeah, so for me, they're, they're equal, they're, they're about the same, so they're on par. So it's basically what I would say is if your friends are playing more on Xbox, get an Xbox. PS3, get a PS3. But those two are my favorites, and then Wii was kind of a disappointment for me this gen. Okay. For a number of reasons. Hmm. Okay. Uh, myself, I'm, I'm a PS3 fan. Um, I've been a PlayStation fan since the first one. Um, I still like the Wii. I still bought it, uh, mainly for my wife. Uh, it, there were some games I enjoyed, but my library is so limited, and I think it's just, I don't know what it was. Part of it was the non-HD graphics. Um... I really like that uh, the way you like that, eye candy. I like eye candy. Um, and then, as I mean, I spent uh, a good uh, you know a year and a half on on disability, so I was home all the time playing. And then I got really caught up in the competitive nature of achievements or trophies, and that was something that we didn't provide me. Um, so, an, an extra incentive to play and compete against. Well, in most cases, you, Leon. Like, <laughs> you and I became trophy whores because of each other. Like, I started playing a lot more, and you're like, oh, you're getting closer. And then we became whores <laughs> for trophies. Like, You're and, more so than me. You would buy games just for trophies. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And I would buy games just to screw you. <laughs> this is true. And now, I, I've, I've, now that I'm back at work, I'm able to kind of step back and be like, okay, I want to play games to have fun again and not just have playing. Because playing uh, games for trophies skewed my gaming relationship with the games I was playing. Because I was no longer just playing to have fun. I was playing with an eye towards what trophies should I be on the, the lookout for. And that did kind of ruin part of the playing experience. Um, I don't know. Do you have any in, in, anything to say on that, Nate? On trophies? Yeah. I abstain now, but for a time I was really into it. I mean, um, ever since I was... Uh, let's go back to let's go back to third gen again for a minute, because we like to talk about it. On the playground, um, you talk about what games you beat. Yeah, I've beaten Mario Brothers twice. You're like, how did you pass eight four? And then they're like, well, let me tell you this technique for defeating the Hammer Brothers. And mm. you're like, seven kids are all of a sudden gathered around <laughs> that one kid, right? Yeah, right? and that's the kid who has Nintendo Power. Yeah, easily. I can be Contra without the code. I gotta come over to your house and you gotta show me how. Like it was all about what games you can beat, and that's how you ranked how good you were. Yeah, it yeah. really was, wasn't yeah. it? And trophies. Oh, that's how you got the code at all. You're on the on the playground. That's I think. Yeah, well, yeah, because you weren't the rich kid who had the Nintendo yeah, Power. No, not at all. <laughs> right? um, so I remember having him like. Actually, I think my dad got the code from someone, <laughs> and he had him like a little piece of paper, and it was in like a cigar box. And he's like, "Here it is." Well, you got to get it because if you don't know it, you might get pushed down. Yeah, <laughs> you, would, you would. Have you would show me down <laughs> the stairs. I would come I, in middle school. I would come back to elementary schools and just terrorize them regularly. <laughs> you don't know the Konami code. <laughs> just, I would just whirlwind them. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't know until years later that that was a basic Konami code. Yeah, I just thought it was really? for that game. Gradius. It was Gradius first. I, I, I never knew that. Again, I I wasn't the smartest kid on the playground. Apparently, I was too busy being on the ground. <laughs> well, would, would you agree this was the baseline? Like, how many games have you beat? No, no, I yeah, beating a game was an accomplishment. Part of it is also that you didn't have the ability to save most games, so you had to be able to have the time to sit and play through all. You the know, life. you just leave it on on, on pause I know. and you go for dinner. You come I, back down, and your little sister's press reset, and you punch her. Like that's the standard. First of all, fact. never did that. But scared what that means for your family. Um, no, I, I remember like even if, like when I was in university, I went and was playing a game with a friend, and we could not beat the final boss, and so we actually left it for like a day, which is not a good idea. Got to do it. But we didn't want to turn it off because mm-hmm. we're like we played all this time. Now I have to go to work. We couldn't beat the boss. We'll get we'll get to it tomorrow. And we leave the system on, and then you're always wondering, like, is the system still on? Is 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 the image gone? Like, mm-hmm. 
It's, it was weird what the things we grew up with and we're used to doing. Well, that's still my measuring point. Like, what games can you beat? And so when trophies came out, it, it suggested to me something where we could, like, compare and rank and... It's and, bragging rights. And look, yeah, that sa- the same bragging rights you experience as a seven-year-old, yeah. you could have again, but it's online and so people could just go and see uh, what you've done. And to me, I don't feel like it's it's measured up to my expectations, like what trophies are. Because they're, they are a system standard, like Sony's made that a thing, and Xbox has, has said that a, you have to have trophies or, or achievements to make a game for us. Like, it's part of the package. Um, but by doing so, each of the companies gets to decide what a trophy is, what grade it is, what value it has, and, and what constitutes a trophy to begin with. Which is very frustrating, because trophy yeah. wars, as the term is, is right now, Go and get Hannah Montana games because they're easy <laughs> platforms. I can't do that. I, I've bought some easy, easy. But both of you have got. Can you? And either one of you deny that you've purchased games for platinum? Can you deny that you've done that? I bought. Uh, I bought <clears throat> Sega Genesis Collection. Sega Ultimate. Not just Genesis. for the trophies because I like the retro games, but the trophies were a factor because I wanted to beat Adam a little bit. Right. With that. And Adam, I know, is in the same thing. I I bought a game, Spare Parts, which I did not need to buy. See, I didn't buy uh, that game. I, e- but I loved you, it, though. Even so games, I, but have you played a game you haven't enjoyed game trophies? Yes. Okay. No. No? I'll stop playing if I don't like it. Interesting. Well, I stopped playing, but I played it a little bit, and I just I couldn't do it to myself. But trophies It was trying in, to, by the way. Trophies in White Knight Chronicles, and White Knight Chronicles almost plays itself. But the trophies in that are almost all geared towards online extra stuff. Mm. The actual storyline, I got five trophies out of all... I don't know how many over there are, like 30. Yeah, uh, From beating the full game. And wow. I was like, this is ridiculous. So I have like nothing showing on that game because it, it it's awarding online. Whereas other games, just by playing through... Walking Dead, you play through the game, you get all the trophies. Yeah. That, so, there's a, so there's no feeling to me of merit. In any of that value, like to me, I just I would like to have a system that just says which games you beat and whether you beat them on hard, easy, or normal. That's all I want. I want to see what games you played and beaten because even with trophies, like it's not immediately apparent if you've even played through the game. It's like you have thirty five percent on Dishonored, which I do. I've played through the game. Thirty five percent sounds like I played thirty five percent of the game. Yeah, it does yeah. But so you have to go on there. And so like Leon will message me, yeah. and he'll go in and he'll see, and Leon knows what to look for, so he'll go and look for that one trophy that says. Finish the game, and then he'll message me and be like, "Oh, hey, you beat Demon Souls! Congratulations! That's a tough, that's a tough game." But when you beat Demon Souls and you get that gold trophy, you can get you can beat Demon Souls with like twenty percent. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. then you have to slog through everything else. And that's like, what I, I don't, did. which is what you did. Yeah. And I feel like but maybe, I had fun doing it. You did have fun. That's good because I've, I'm on my third playthrough of Demon Souls now, and I'm at fifty percent, and just getting all those materials for the making the weapons. Yeah, that was frustrating. The, the blade stone, pure yeah. blade stone. I yeah. hated it. And I like, and I feel they improved that in Dark Souls, and so that was easier to get a platinum for me, even though the game is very difficult. So technically, it's not easy. Anyway. Um, I, I am a little disappointed the Wii U hasn't gone to a, a base trophy system. If the Wii U told me which games I've defeated, that would be great. I'd love mm-hmm. to click on Adam's name and see, like, Adam's beaten eight games, but he owns 16. And Adam's then I can message Adam and be like, dude, you only have 50% beat rate on those? What's wrong with you, right? And then I'll look at Leon and Leon will have 15 of his 16 games completed, <laughs> and he's working on his 16th game. And I'd be like, you know, Leon, how's it going? He'd be like, it's going pretty well. And I'm like, oh, can I watch you play? And he'd be like, no, come watch me play on the PS4 because you can't watch me. On the <laughs> but what I do plan to do with a lot of games is use the Meverse, which I hope we'll talk about in a minute. I'll do screenshots. Whenever I beat a game, I'm definitely taking screenshots of the last mm-hmm. screen. That's I'm going to post that on my feed. And I like that. That's, it's oh, it's going to be immortalized. 
And I'm definitely going to be doing that with games like Ninja Gaiden and Castlevania, which I've already beaten before, but I want to just have the final screen of those games to, as bragging rights to say, like, I can beat Ninja Gaiden, and I didn't use save states. I'm not going to use save states. I, I can do it without oh, oh, I've done it. I've done it multiple times you know without that. You know that jerk uh, seagull that comes down and hits you? I know all about those birds, man. <laughs> They're horrible. But, you know, Ninja Gaiden is interesting because you can actually glitch it out in the last stage, yeah. and you can move the screen slightly over to a guy, and then he kind of, like, walks back and forth between where the screen is and the screen isn't, and then eventually disappears. <laughs> You can do that with two guys, and they're very important to know where to do that. So you can actually like kind of glitch the game out because it's so. The three spawn areas are terrible in that game. Like you walk backwards for one second, and then back. Everything's yep. back. Yep. The stupid bird, right? <laughs> um, that's my plan to do. And so I'm going to kind of make my own trophies with yeah. the Wii U. But in terms of like the system itself, I'm glad that it sells systems, um, and I'm glad people play for that reason. I just found myself having less fun when I bought the Blob Two. What I find and about I was them, not enjoying it. I was playing it anyway. What I find about them is, um, if they're done well, they increase the the replayability. Yeah, I, fe- I felt that way for Dark Souls. Yeah, if, if the trophies are implemented, and they also, if they're done well, they encourage you to do stuff you wouldn't normally do. Such yeah, that's as, also true. Such as recently Dishonored, I made a playthrough where I wasn't discovered at all. That mm-hmm. nobody saw me, and I didn't kill anybody. Normally, I wouldn't have an incentive to do that. Really, but isn't isn't the game itself? I feel Dishonored is a kind of game that even if it didn't have trophies, I would like to try it because the game tells you. It has its own merits. It no, says I know. you get a different ending, and there are less rotting corpses and less rats. Like it, it gives you incentives in the game. I feel like Dishonored is designed so well by Bethesda, it's not a great Bethesda. Game. Um, a branch Studios. of Bethesda, but yeah, um, that it has. That's the kind of incentive yeah. I want, right? To replay because our old the old games we played, like you didn't play Mario three more than once because it gave you a little trophy at the end. It's like, no. well, I didn't beat all the levels. Or I use the whistle, so I never saw level five. I always use the whistle, right? So I'm going to go back and play it differently. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and try to beat Bowser with the Hammer Brothers suit. Have you ever tried that? Yeah. Very difficult to do. Keeping the Hammer Brothers suit and defeating Bowser with it. That you make your own incentives. And I feel Dishonored, the way it's designed, it has those kind of sensibilities. It's great. You, you, I want to play it not because of the trophies, but I will say this: I didn't even think about doing this for Demon, uh, sorry, Demon for uh, Dead Space. The trophy that get, for just using um, yep. the initial weapon, your standard weapon. Yeah, I did that. Maybe I did that way. just because I saw the trophy. Yeah, that yeah. was the time when I was really into trophies. And I'm like, oh, and I actually you know, had fun not worrying about like upgrading other weapons. Like, I really I maxed that sucker out. Yeah, though. yeah. No, but the damage was great on that <laughs> thing, right? So there, I had no incentive to ever get another gun because I would just blast off their legs in one shot and then a headshot and they're gone. <laughs> uh, and so that was a nice idea, I think. So yeah. I think you're right. There is a balance. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of games that have poor trophies. Well, yeah, because press start and you get a trophy. That's kind of lame. Yes. Yeah. Or the other way, they have just way too many collectibles. Like Amazing Spider Man's oh, an gosh. example of the collectibles. 700 yes. comic book pages. Ridiculous. Fuck yourself. I hate collectibles. Like, I mean, I did it because I wanted the trophy <laughs> but, but people like, who... I never would have done that if it wasn't for the trophy and that's like there's some people who like collectibles like I know Paul is a collectible fiend is he? yeah he loves collectibles and that's before trophies so you like, must love Banjo-Kazooie yeah probably because that is like like I, I was talking about uh, the first Force Unleashed game and it was before there was trophies he's like oh man I wish I had played it after there was trophies because I would have gotten a platinum I did everything and I'm like I cannot believe how he just loves collectibles to and people I who them. are collectors people, the players, I would say that that is a good thing to have because it does denote the fact that you did all this work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what they want. People who collect things want to have 100% completion and they like it to say you collected everything. Yeah. And the trophy confirms that. So yeah. that is nice for them. I, I don't care for collecting I did that for Grand Theft Auto for PS2. Really? I, I got everything. But there's no trophy and so no, no one will I know. Did I just did it because I wanted to. Right. Yeah. So it was for your own self-satisfaction? Yeah. It wasn't just to Just to get the 100%. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. There. Yeah. Same there's thing with uh, let's say Mario sixty four. I got every single star just to get. Yeah, it. but we all did that. But what about Cynthia the Knight? Do you go through to get two hundred percent? Yeah, I did. Because that's garbage. Like jumping up to the top of the screen just so the map records this top corner of the room. I'm like, I don't care. I did it. I, I did have a it. friend who only plays that way. I did it with Alucard and I did it with Victor. Wait, wait, wait. So when you play Xenoblade, when you play through it, are you planning to hundred percent that game? I don't because know. Because that'll take if... you like over a hundred hours. I, I don't know because that. Castlevania was when I was like 13, so, right. so maybe uh, I was more crazy back then. <laughs> a little bit. But I did it. Because even Skyrim, like, you, should you really play to play every single mission in that? It's too much. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. If I love a game, then I'll consider getting 100% in it. 100%. Like Batman, 100% in that stuff. And is it more important for your se- yourself, of se- sense for, of self? It's just for fun. Yeah, so it's not for trophies. No, because nobody sees it. So the, is a trophy competition yeah. just for Adam and you? Just for Adam. Just for Seriously, Adam. just for Adam. Because, you know, like, what do you feel about achievements? Because you don't compete with anyone on that. I don't care. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my that's god! So sad. So okay. Well, that's no, it's, actually it's, sad. It's like friendly. It's friendly competition. Because I wasn't competing with anybody. I just got trophies just because I felt like I wanted to ramp, get like my number up. Oh no, we, we were because of each other. I did. I also really hate when there's a zero percent on something. Yeah. So I want to get at least a twenty five percent. But now I don't care anymore. But you were looking at our trophy list and being like, Leon and I have a ton of zero percent games or four percent because you have like PS that one stuff. trophy. I only go for the platinum for only games that I like, except for some games where I just have to have fun with Adam. Why did you platinum Final Fantasy XIII? Did you like it that much? I liked it. Wow. I really liked it. Wow. I love the combat. What did you get the second one? I didn't. I didn't. And the, se- and didn't the second. Like it that much, and yeah. the second second one. And the third second one. <laughs> I didn't like the universe too much, but the, uh, <laughs> oh no! Whoa! <laughs> didn't like the universe. Yeah, that's, like, that's what you play Final Fantasy for. I love Final Fantasy. I have them all, but uh, I don't know. I just, well, that's part of it. You have them all. I just get the, the main. You don't ones. have them I don't... two. I do. On the Famicom? No, no, I have uh, uh, the reissue. <laughs> Which one did you get? Do you get the uh, PS1 one? The Dawn of Souls? Yeah, Soul, when I, yeah, I got it for PS1 back in the day. A terrible game, Final Fantasy 2. <laughs> it's not good. Is that the one where you level up by uh, hurting uh, yeah. yourself? Everything you do levels you up. So yeah. the best strategy is to attack your own party members. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Your weapon gets did. better that's and their armor gets better. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, we do that same kind of thing in like new games, like Skyrim. You see, you go into a room when people are sleeping, and you crouch into sneak mode, and then you tape your controller down so that he walks in circles, and you go get a sandwich... And then you come back, and your sneak ability has gone up because you're you're technically <laughs> all you have to do is be in sneak mode and move, and no one detects you in that I, game. I feel like someone on the playground told you how to do that. People do that. No, I, that was like the first article on IGN, <laughs> yeah. like uh, how to get your sneak up. And I do love sneaking. That's my favorite way to play Skyrim. I, oh. Everything I do, I go into a dungeon and I go down on like on my knees and I sneak through the whole dungeon with my bow drawn. And when I see something, I one shot it because the sneak triples your damage. And then I see a boss far away. And I, shoot it twice it's dead and then I leave and everyone's like that's the most boring thing in the world (laughs) (laughs) it's great I love it I wanted Skyrim this generation but the the PS3 version was so broken that's the worst generation to get you should have got on PC or Xbox 360 I know why didn't you I I don't know get it now get it now Um, you know what I'm waiting for right now if they release a game of the year with all the DLC in there you might as well wait I'll get it Uh, so let's talk about uh, I guess favorite games on those systems before we say goodbye to the The Swan Song? The Swan Song. I'm including the DS on this because the DS was very much sold and like it was marketed with the Wii Um, to the extent that like you could download downloads for DS on your Wii and there was cross play with games like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and so forth so I included DS because I played a lot of it. Alright so what are your your kind of five favorite DS games? Kind of five favorite. Okay. I actually kept my list of five. I might be able to think of some honorable mentions. I know you, you guys don't basically need honorable cheated. <laughs> it's not cheating. I, my honorable mention was actually not something that really should have made my list, but I wanted to discuss it anyway. There should be some sort of like gesture we can give each other when we want each other to like just to take care. How about like a little touch on the temple? Take care. Well, can I just? Give That's you a intrusive. Little... Really? Why are you gonna touch my face? How about, how about a little elbow? Take care. 
Okay, so I'm sitting in the middle of these two guys, and now it's just got uncomfortable. <laughs> That's a full whole arm hold right there. Yeah, he's got an arm hold from Leon. I had a dream last night. Oh, good. That I was trying to counsel Vulcan Summers. Okay. Or uh, Gabriel Gabriel Summers. Summers Vulcan. Um, about challenging the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And becoming King of the Universe. Oh. And I told him as we were flying out of the universe together, <laughs> I was flying next to him, that he, was he would carry you in his he would, draft Yeah, or? he was carrying, I guess so. He's carrying that, in his arms? Like <laughs> <laughs> he was holding me like a baby. No. Um, that the heroes of Earth would totally support him, and that he could totally get Phoenix and Rachel on his side to help him, because they're related. Yeah. And with those two girls alone, he would have enough support. And he'd probably get Gladiator's support as well. And he'd get a whole bunch of... I was listening off different heroes in my dream about people who would support him in this endeavor. And I have no idea for the life of me why. That's a weird dream. Isn't that enjoyable? Yeah. It's interesting that most people have, like, the power dreams. Or You were the vizier. <laughs> That's I, your dream. I was the vizier, yeah. The vizier. Why am I having this hand on my shoulder? Okay, so Diaz. Okay. Diaz. Um, Infinite Space. It's probably my favorite game on the system. Platinum Games. Okay. Published by Sega, as they often do in the past, anyway. Uh, this is... Technically, a role playing game, but it's very difficult to describe what it is. There are two types of fighting in this Glad game. Glad you brought it up. It's hard, it's, to, this, it's hard to describe. Everything but it's else amazing. would be super easy to describe. I it's, have a tough time with this one. Okay. Um, there are two types of fighting. There are uh, spaceship battles where you control a fleet, and so you can you know you you can uh, adjust how your ship, ships fight. Their shields, the weapons you put on them, and it has like these these kind of almost like Starfleet battles in a way. Okay. Um, and then there's also combat, hand to hand combat. So uh, if you get your ships into like close proximity to one another, you can actually dock with each other and then like attack each other mm-hmm. by sending your crew over. And then while you're on a planet, you can also it enters like a, a first person dungeon crawler, almost like um, fantasy uh, fantasy star style progression through an area, and then you can encounter foes and fight them that way. But then most of the game is almost like an adventure game where there are mm. character portraits and they have, you get to click on uh, dialogue you want to discuss with one another. And you go into like a pub and there are people to talk to and you click on who you want to talk to, like an adventure game. Mm-hmm. So there's no walking around on a map. It's all done in that adventure game style. And you have to like get the power coupling from this one guy in the bar yeah. and then go to the other planet, fly over here, uh, and then give him the power coupling so that he can, he can make a new upgrade for a ship. Like like an adventure game, like it's about finding things and tools and interacting with people okay. and knowing who to say and who to bring into your party and you can hire mercenaries and then you That's assign them on your ship. Yeah, it's weird. And and depending on who you assign to what part of the ship, like in engineering, he they gave you different bonuses or the gunners or the people in charge of the, mm-hmm. the little fighters. So you can you can buy fighters and send them out. And it it is really really unique. I've never played anything like this before. And it's from Platinum, one of my favorite developers. I can't say enough for this. It's, it's almost esoteric in how you how you play it because from my description, I don't know if it's clear. Look up a video on the internet. If you have a DS or a 3DS and you want to play something really unique, oh, check it out. Infinite Space. Okay. Uh, Want me just do all my DS games? Yeah, that we're just doing? close the room. Yeah, you're the only one with DS games. Uh, well, I just mean like for each category, we're going to do all of ours and then move on. Um, when we when we get to when we get to the systems where the we have multiples, okay. then we'll we'll share it. Uh, Kirby Canvas Curse was one of the early games released for the DS after its first year of kind of like it was a dearth for the DS in its first year nothing was really released uh, that happens for almost every console though for their launch so don't expect a lot of software in the first year of the PS4 just it's the way it happens that's the way it is always, the way it is. always. Um, this came out and showed people why you should have a DS it's all touch uh, mm-hmm. you draw ramps for Kirby and he's like a ball the entire time so it uses these physics where he kind of 
you use him to, to speed up and slow down, um, and, and you you contour these pathways for him with your touch ability, um, and it's just very enjoyable, filled with a lot of energy, great Kirby music, Kirby universe characters, uh, power ups that you can gain. Uh, it is super delightful. Uh, another game that it would be best served to look up some gameplay video, and you, you the charm of it alone will make you happy, even if you don't have a DS. Okay, I do like charm. You do love charm. It's a selling point, and that, to be fair, that's, just, that's Kirby Epic Yarn is one of the games that I really enjoy for the Wii, and it's mostly sold on charm. Hmm. Uh, okay, uh, Dragon Quest Nine. It's probably my favorite Dragon Quest game. Uh, I have played almost all of them. Um, number eight is considered by many to be the best with PS2, but uh, and it has a great story and everything. But nine is devoid mostly of story, like traditional Dragon Quest games. It's a very loose story. Uh, there is an evil entity, and you need to stop it. Uh, the best thing about it, though, is the graphics are just delightful. Uh, level 5 did it, uh, and so there's great cel-shaded graphics. Very nice kind of open world in, in, in a Dragon Quest sense. Great multiplayer, um, very charming as well. Um, I don't know, it, just, it was just very enjoyable to play. Um, the music's great. It's a Dragon Quest game, so you kind of, if you've played anything else in the series, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. But I feel like um, uh, Yuji Hori uh, is iterating enough that it's becoming a little bit more contemporary with um, JRPGs from the 90s. So that's nice to step yeah. out of the 80s because yeah. almost every single game before this has been in the, stuck in the 80s. I've only played two Dragon Quests. Which ones have you played? NES, the first one, Dragon Warrior. Yeah, that's very, very simple. But And yeah. uh, number eight for PS2. Yeah. Eight feels like a game from the 2000s. So eight and nine feel more like a 2000s game mm. whereas every, almost every single game before it is kind of has stunted. There, in has there been a 10? Uh, yeah, ten uh, released in Japan. It's a as a um, MMO RPG. Uh, um, MMO. I'm at, I'm, that's on the, well, it's interesting because the first eighteen hours are just single player, and you have to get to a certain level threshold and even to enter the online, which is great because it's geared towards the uh, the uh, Japanese who don't generally play MMOs. Um, I'm very interested in it. It looks great. It's um, it's coming out. Uh, it was released as a launch game on the Wii U in Japan. So I hope they're still just finishing up localization and it'll be announced soon. I imagine it'll be announced soon. Mm. And that one is one I'll play. That is one a game that I'll try out. Because, uh, again, as I said, Yuji Hori is very conservative in the way he designs games. Um, Foursquare, I feel like the MMO elements won't take over my enjoyment of the game. It won't overshadow the single-player mm. component of it. Because, again, the Japanese really like to play either local co-op multiplayer. Like, they, uh, Japanese school uh, kids go to, like, McDonald's after school and they just play Monster Hunter together. Or they play Dragon Quest Nine together. Like that's the popular way to do multiplayer in that mm-hmm. in that society. So yeah. a lot of the games coming out of that, that, that continent favor that style. Okay. Whereas I don't like things that were going to take over my life, like um, World of Warcraft. No. It's that would consume me. Yeah. So I steer clear of it. Um. So yeah, I'm hopeful for ten that, that that'll be enjoyable to play. But nine was just I recommend it, Leon. It was really enjoyable to play. I'll try it. Uh, Amber bought a copy too, so we can play together. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was great. Good fun. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I like the art style. I like uh, Akira Toriyama. You like Akira? Akira. I. His foreheads kind of bother me. But what's nice about Akira's art uh, in these games is that it gets somewhat interpreted by the artists. So it has some of his sensibilities. Like, he's very good at detail. Um, but some of the things I dislike about him um, aren't always completely conveyed. Like, that's one of the things about Chrono Trigger that I like. I don't like the character art, port- no. the portraits on the, on the menu screen. But the sprites don't 
really look like Akira. Right. His, his style, right? So I, I'm fine with it. I just love Dragon Ball. That's why I like. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like uh, Yoshitaka Amano, who's one of my favorite Japanese artists. Um, he did all the character designs for Final Fantasy 1 to 6. And yeah. you can only get a sense of what his art looks oh, yeah, like totally when you different. look at bosses mm-hmm. and when you look at the character portraits on the menu screen. Yeah. So when you look at Edgar and Sabin on the menu screen, they'll have this like, cool like you know design sensibility to them, but the sprite is so limited, you can't <laughs> see it. Mm-hmm. But when you see Kefka, the final boss Kefka, when he's like floating in the clouds, he's become this weird angelic demon, you can see all of his intricate detail. Yeah. Um, so it's weird, and I would love to see an Amano-style game now. Like, imagine... Using cel shaded graphics to make Amano's art in a game now, I would I would I'd be blown away by that. I'd love it. Um, anyway, okay, so next game, uh, Radiant Historia. It's a JRPG. Uh, you can see a, a theme here. Uh, <laughs> no. The DS was amazing for JRPGs. Let me just say that uh, Radiant Historia is the best conventional RPG I'd say for the system, uh, reminiscent of Final Fantasy VI crossed with Chrono Trigger. It is a, a time traveling epic. It is brilliant. It has different story, uh, sorry, uh, splintered timelines, and you can actually travel between the timelines to fix things. Or let's say you have to track down this this uh, uh, extremist, and you get to this um, cave, and the extremist has gone into the cave ahead of you, and you need to capture him. Uh, in this timeline, he blows up the cavern entrance, and you can't get in. So you can actually go to the the time travel like menu and click on a timeline before he got there, and go into that timeline and stop him before he does it and then capture him, and then interrogate him. So it has got the complexity and the cool factor of time travel that Chrono Trigger did, and it does it very well. Um, but it's got like steampunk kind of sensibilities to it, like from Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VI, like with Narsh and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the art character art is gorgeous. And the, and the battle system for it is very enjoyable. It's kind of got this strategy, tactical thing where you it matters where you place your characters on this grid, but then it also plays very much like Final Fantasy VI, where like there are attacks and spells and things. Uh, so I really recommend that to you for you as well, uh, Leon. It's an Atlas game, which means it's very difficult to come by now. Yeah. The price is shooting up more and more. <laughs> so if you have happens. any interest in seeing this game, you need to get it now. Yeah. Because if you wait any longer, it'll be 80 100 bucks. It's going to be a Xenoblade situation. It's going to be a Xenoblade, <laughs> yeah. Which is already up to 150 sealed. Yeah? Yeah, nuts. Well, I'm happy I paid 80 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually not bad compared to what you could have paid. Uh, and then my last one, I didn't... I was talking to Adam about these yesterday. I didn't want my whole list to be RPGs. Uh, I was going to put Sands of Destruction here, so I'll make the that World an honorable mention. Uh, World Ends With You is also an honorable mention. Yeah, mm-hmm. World Ends With You is very difficult to describe as well. You actually play the game on both screens at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um, have you played it, Leon? No, I just... You should borrow I, it. It's yeah. cool. It's really, really cool. Another very different kind of game. Uh, Sands of Destruction is more typical, though. Uh, uh, made by uh, Mistwalker, so, um, so uh, oh, sorry, Monolith Soft, Monolith Soft, same people who made uh, Xenoblade. I enjoy it. I, it's about destroying the world. Like they're like the world is is cankered. You have to go around killing all the gods, and in the end, you kill God. It's super fun. Like it's just crazy. I love that you just like murder heads of state and destroy countries <laughs> because like you've decided the world is evil and has to go. It's complete opposite of every single other kind of paradigm for a JRPG mm-hmm. or any kind of RPG. Um, but Sonic Rush is the game I picked. It is the only Sonic game that I think it really needs to be played. Yeah, Sonic oh, Two yeah. is good, but I know I have I have good feelings in my heart for Sonic One through Three. And I haven't I haven't liked Sonic since one since number three. Then maybe you'll enjoy this. This is completely like it's it's, it's very much like, one of the problems with Sonic is that it's it's speed, but it's also a platformer and it has a very small four by three screen. Yep. So the faster you go, the more likely you are to hit spikes that you didn't know were there Enemies. or an enemy you can't see or a pit until it's too late. There's no time to react. That's the thing about Mario. You have walking and running, and you run to get across big pits, but if you run the entire game, for unexperienced players, they're just going to run into pits or run into spinies. Yeah. 
Sonic is sold on always running, and he runs faster than Mario, because he's cooler than Mario, <laughs> but you run into spikes. So the thing about Sonic Rush that's interesting is that it's geared towards speed. Um, it, has, it also uses the two screens a lot, and it's geared. it has like a trick system also, kind of like SS Tricky or, or Tony yeah. Hawk yeah. or um, Jet Set Radio, like any of these games that like give you bonuses for being able to pull off cool moves. Yeah. Um, so it integrates that into it. So you're grinding on rails a lot, and you, you know, you're enjoying the music. The music's like kind of like a hip-hop kind of... Yeah. Um, um, dance beat kind of uh, fusion so it's driving you forward and it has auto targeting which the new Sonics have so you don't have to worry about running so, so fast you can't hit enemies you can run as fast as you want and then you can hit turbo if you want and you know you're going to hit the enemies because you can auto target them hmm. so it's more about um, level memorization than memorizing everything in the level um, and it's just got a nice sense of speed it's fun to play Sonic Rush I- I'd recommend it if you kind of want to try a different type of platformer um, there's five Okay. Thanks for talking about too the, much, huh? The DS. No, slow it down. Why is it too much? Less detail. Less detail. All right. Uh, well, now that we're, I think now we don't have the, the time for detail. Now well, it's it's tough though. With a lot of DS games, you kind of have to describe what's going on because I don't the two it. screen functionality um, really changes the way you play games. Oh, it's it's it's, it's fantastic. Great. It's, it's great the best portable system to date. I missed out on it, but uh, I'm catching up slowly. Right, let's talk about the Wii. Let's let's keep uh, it with Nintendo. Wii. Start with that. Start with Leon? Uh, yeah, like I said, the Wii was a bit of a letdown for me. I mean, uh, Nintendo never had the best uh, third-party relationship, but first party, they, they kill it every time. So my list is going to reflect. It's pretty much all first party, if I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it is. Okay, so let's start with the with the honorable mention. Okay. New Super Mario Brothers. Oh. I like it because it's, you know, it's classic. It's classic. The timing is, or the playability is perfect. You weren't it's a huge fan when it came out, though. I don't like it because the reasons why it's not higher... Art style? I, don't, I hate the art style. It should be 2D sprites. It should be beautiful like Rayman. Mm. But they, they got lazy and it's I don't like it. And the music. The music's just really bad. It's not it's not good. I like the music. The music would be fine if it was only in one game. It was already in one game. It's reused. It was in the DS it's game. It's reused in all of them. Even now, Mr. Marvel is you. It's the same It's the same music. They're lazy. So with the, the you heard about the Luigi update for that, right? No. They're oh, re- yeah, Luigi. They're yeah. designing 80 new levels yeah. and you can only play Luigi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the hope, and I don't think it's going to happen, is that they'll change the music for Luigi. Like, what is it about Lu- like playing as Luigi that's going to be different? Are they going to give Luigi his own music? And if they give him his own soundtrack, that is worth 30 bucks. <laughs> if they keep the same soundtrack, it's only worth 15 <laughs> So, yeah. If, if My dream for a, a retro Mario game would be 2D art style, kind of like in a similar vein for Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island? Dude, that's... Or this Rayman. is a brilliant game. Even that Rayman so right now. Rayman Origins, I think it's beautiful. It's 2D. Rayman Origins is beautiful. Yeah, it's hand-drawn. That's what I want from 2D Mario. But I agree. But that's it. So, let's go for the main list. Number five, Metroid Prime Trilogy. I love the Metroid Prime games. A little bit of a cop-out, but it still qualifies. Why is it a cop-out? Because they're all game... Well, two of them are game Well, games. one of them is on the Wii. Yeah. Number three. But and, and that's a great collection. Like, it's a great collection. That's a nice tin, a nice art book, and it's also over a hundred bucks to it's, find. It's three games in one, and all the games are quality. Retro Studio did a great job. It's with very it. rare, so good, good on you for getting that one. So it's awesome. That's I'm going quickly here. Uh, number four, Super Mario Galaxy. I never played number number two, so I'm sure that one will replace this one if I play it. But that game's brilliant. It's like the best 3D Mario since Mario 64, and ever ever I think it's the best ever it, it's incredible I love it I love the uh, I love the planets the gravity each of them has it's great uh, number three Donkey Kong Country Returns it's another retro game beautiful oh, for listeners he means the studio like it's not actually like retro yeah retro studios yeah, yeah. same guys who did Metro Prime 
Some people don't MMO. You know, I, I played that briefly. I did not like any of it. It's an excellent game. My, my only quibbles is you have to waggle the controller to roll, and that, that kind of takes me out of the game. That is the only problem with that game, I agree. That's the only problem with that Otherwise, game. Otherwise, it's perfect. You have to waggle. Because that, that takes... But the What's 3DS happening? is coming out, yeah. and I'm buying it because it's going to fix that. Dang straight. It's be incredible. Yeah. Mm. Uh, number two is uh, Xenoblade, which is an incredible game. I'm going to play a little bit. I haven't beaten it yet, but... It's huge. Story is great. I like the combat system. And it's gorgeous, isn't it? It's gorgeous. Even for an SD game, it's gorgeous. It's probably one of the best looking SD games. There's only one game that looks better, and it's my number one. Oh. Skyward Sword. I think it looks beautiful. <sighs> That's beautiful I love the pastel too. art style. It's, it looks looks like a watercolor. That's a beautiful. What about Wind Waker, though? Wind Waker is probably the best Wind looking Waker's, SD game. I'm excited for that one, but Zelda is my number one favorite video game franchise of all time. And uh, this is a perfect game. I, got, I loved it. Really? You give it a perfect score? You give it a 10 out of 10? I would get, I'd give it a 9.5 out of 10. Why are you Stingy. <laughs> because uh, the only downside is you have to backtrack and go through the level. There's not enough variation in levels. But, the, but at least the levels change. They change. Every time, which but, is nice. But I wish they would have their own unique levels. But mm. that, that would So like, rather than doing six, sorry, three levels and then doing them like two or three times, you'd rather there be like nine areas. Yeah, yeah that's better. what I want. Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of how it was in Link to the Past. You'd have these old dungeons and stuff like that, the retro one. Yeah, yeah but I mean... Like, I like there was, it. There was a lot of retreading, though. A lot of 9.5. backtracking 9.5 is still good. Like the, well, how would you compare that to Twilight Princess, which is also on the Wii? It would get a 9. I liked it. That was, once you get past for that, that opening sequence, that yeah. game is brilliant. It's it's a double hook shot is yeah. so awesome. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> yeah. And that's my list. All right, then. I don't really have a real Wii list. I mean, I I only had a few Wii games, and they're not really... Half of them are not specific to any particular system, so I can't really justify saying them. Well, I can't. Like, just <laughs> like my wife likes Just Dance, and I was like, well, that's an enjoyable game, but it's available on every everything. system. So it's not unique at all. Um, I did enjoy New Super Mario Brothers Wii a lot. I think that would be my number one, but yeah. I have, like, six games. So you so. should spend the majority of your time telling us some stories about this game, because you have more than most. I, I Well, I, I think part of it is... Part of it is that it was the perfect time for me to get it because I got it. What did it, when did it come out? Two thousand nine, right? Yeah. yeah. So it came out in two thousand nine. I just bought my house, uh, and I'm living with you, Nate, and you, you and your wife are living with my wife and I. And it was just this. It's a great four player experience, and we would actually all sit down and play it all the time. And I think if it hadn't been for you living with me, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it necessarily as much mm. because so much of my experience playing that game was the multiplayer experience yeah. and having such a good time with with friends. And then whenever I'd have a party, I'd be playing that as well. And then uh, whenever Paul would come over, you know, like, I don't even know where it came it's from. It's so great with Paul. Like, but we started, like, calling him Old Blue Eyes. Because he picked Blue Toad. He picked Blue Toad. And we just, and you'd be It was like, Old Bluey. First, old because Bluey, he's always yeah. jumping on your head over a pit and throwing you down or picking you up always. and throwing you somewhere. I was always his Or target. taking the power-ups. Like, you hit the power-ups and who's on top of it right now? Bluey. So then it became Old Bluey. Yeah. And then you said Old Blue Eyes because yeah. of the reference to Sinatra. Yeah. And I don't even know if he knew the reference. I guess he knew the reference, but it didn't matter. And he's like, does Paul have Blue Eyes? No, I, I don't think he does. Does he? I don't even know. I think he might have. I don't gaze in It doesn't matter. <laughs> because he became old blue eyes the whole time. Yeah, so whenever we, like, when you brought over uh, the, the, Wii, the Wii U version, we plugged it in, and you were, were still just calling him old bluey. Yeah. You know, because he, he, he has picked, to be blue toad. He has, has to, to be, be blue toad. toad. That's his guy. <laughs> and Amber loves yellow toad. That's her favorite. Yeah. yeah. And, and Amber would make like, her sound effect for the, for the toad. Yeah. So I mean, no, no. she does it better than I do. Yeah. So, so part of that experience was, I mean, again, I loved Super Mario Brothers 3. I missed out on. Again, I didn't have a 64, I didn't have an, a Super NES, so I haven't really experienced or owned a Mario game until New Super Mario Bros. Wii, and so it was everything I loved about 3, but a little bit more, and your problem was that it didn't do anything really different, it was it was just trying to be 
three with a little bit added flush. I love that. Personally, that was that hit my, my retro sweet spot. <laughs> and I and I loved every moment of it. And I, I didn't have any problem with the music. I mean, I, I understand why you had a problem with the music. It's not the necessarily a problem with music at all. It's the fact that it's not unique and it's not it's repetitive it's not as uh, yeah. experimental whereas for me I didn't need it to be experimental I do agree that it's, it, it wasn't it wasn't trailblazing but I mean I still I don't know it gave me a nice warm feeling from but it is game. the first game like there are a lot of games that do this now four player co-op at the same time uh, in, a, in a platformer this is trailblazing that because mm. uh, Kirby's um, Return to Dreamland did it since then uh, Rayman has done it since then mm-hmm. Rayman is continuing to do it with the next Rayman game mm-hmm. so this kind of four player at the same Kong time did that too? Donkey Kong just did it, sucked oh, it just, too. just did two and apparently Miyamoto has been wanting to do this kind of co-op multiplayer at the same time since Mario Brothers wow. and he did it Mario Brothers for the arcade is co-op at the same time two player oh, yeah. and for Super Mario Brothers he wanted to continue to do that and they just didn't have the time or the resources um, so he's been waiting for this forever. Uh, there was even an original draft of Mario 64 where it was split-screen Luigi and Mario, and that got yeah. thrown out too. Yeah. Um, so this has kind of been, for him, a realization of a dream for a very long time. Mm. And for us, it's kind of like, and it's, it's, it's overlaid with his cool retro kind of Mario 3 um, uh, game dynamics and, and design sensibilities. So it's interesting that you say that though, Adam, because you came from like not having played a real Mario game since Mario 3, and then Leon has seen... The progression of Mario to 64 and to Sunshine and to Galaxy. Yeah. And he's seen all this change that has come over Mario. I prefer the 3D Mario. And then this is kind of like a, a retro throwback to yeah. kind of like remember what you loved in the past. Mm-hmm. And and to Leon, he has loved the 3D so much, he's kind of said, eh. He's but to up. you, who hasn't even seen the, 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 the <laughs> I've differences. I've seen them. Yeah. Well, but I know, you haven't I, really experienced No, I didn't own them. Like, I've played those games. I found that fascinating. But I didn't have a, a long relationship with them. Like, you should I, play Galaxy. Like, what? I never Everyone wanted to. Should play Galaxy. I saw a little bit of uh, nope. you playing. You never hold one. it in your hand and listen to the, the orchestral music. Yeah, it's beautiful. the music. And let yourself be And when you blast off and you're flying through awesome. space, let your just your, your your child soul. Let me, let me borrow it. I, I guarantee. 100%. Okay, because I, I, I number can, two, number two. I've never tried it, and <sighs> it is better. It is better. Two is better. But, but I should, shouldn't I experience one? Yeah, well, so tomorrow you two? say the princess. Who cares? Yeah, wow. the story doesn't matter. Gotta, story, well, you know what? Bed. Rosalina, you don't really get the Rosalina in the second game. Yeah, Rosalina is a new player. character. But what's what's neat about the Rosalina character is that she's essentially god of the Mario universe. Because when you... you did you read the storybook stuff, no, Leo? No. Okay, if you go in that room... <laughs> you read the, it's Mario. I don't care. You don't care. This is the first like new piece of like any kind of story that Mario's ever had in, like I don't know, ten years. You go in and read that storybook, and you come to realize that she raises these tiny stars... To become galaxies, she she lets she nurtures them, she takes care of them, she mm-hmm. she rears them. She's their mom. She's mommy. She mm-hmm. called they call it the little kind of the, little, uh, the lumas, and then they become galaxies which create life. So she essentially, when you actually look at it, is like God. She she creates galaxies and she's the mother of all galaxies. Um, so it's interesting seeing it that way that that they purposely put that in the game. That isn't necessarily worth playing the game for that sequence, but it, that is interesting to note, and it's kind of taken out of the second game. They strip it down. Miyamoto was like, "I didn't really want that, even that storyline in the first game. <laughs> that was too much." Stories, He's yeah. like, "That was too much." <laughs> so they stripped it down into nothing bare bones in the second one. Interesting. But as a pure game, gameplay experience, you should play Mario Galaxy Two. It's better. Okay. Another game I enjoyed, but I understand like it's not unique in and of itself. Was uh, I finally got to play Super, uh, Super no. Mario All Stars? Why gotta hate? I hate it. I Why? hate that re-release. Why do you hate the re-release? It's the biggest rip-off in gaming. I don't care. Not if you never got to own it. <laughs> $50. The biggest rip-off in gaming? $50 for a 32 meg. I don't know. What it's, about, a, it's a little sliver of but the But do you DVD. think Guitar Hero might be the biggest rip-off in gaming? For selling you the same thing over and over again? and then the, Or Madden? Like, they could just do a no. roster update, but they but, sell you a $6 game every year? But this is supposed to be the, what was it, 25th, 30th? 
I don't, I don't know what it was. It's supposed to be the, the great 25th edition of Mario. His anniversary. Okay. It should have NES, 1, 2, 3, secret levels. It should have Super Mario World, yeah. Mario World 2. And they can do... They're all ROMs. They're it, all small. My, my, my they should have done a new Mario All-Stars with, as Leon said, hand-drawn new sprites. Wouldn't that be great if they like, redrew it like, yeah. like that? Yeah. One of my this, problems this is... This is the biggest cash grab ever. I, I'm it's okay awful. with that. I never okay. Yes, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying I never got to experience. It offends me that a nine gig DVD, a little thirty two meg sliver. Okay, is, that is, is a, that's all the code on. No, that. no, 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 no. It's worse with the Blu-ray for Lord of the Rings. They separate the movies into two discs, really? so I have to take yes. Halfway I haven't even looked at it. Actually, you take out your first Blu-ray, no. which could hold all of the, no, the movies. No, there's a reason it, for that. It's and the, then you can put them on. It's the uncompressed audio. It doesn't matter. It, if you have one disc for movie. You can still do it with like the size of a Blu-ray. Yeah. You can still do one of the films with the uncompressed audio. But they did it with it, it's an hour and a half of content for a <laughs> Blu-ray. There's there there's not enough audio in the world that they would need. <laughs> there's no bonus features on it. All the bonus features are on other discs. I think there's seven commentaries. Though. It's re, yeah, uh, that's fine though. But I want to have a video that I watch one movie. Okay, that's why movies were invented, so I didn't have to take the disc out and put in disc two. Well, I remember VHS had that. Like you had I know, but like those VHS are limitations of the technology. I want to watch uh, Titanic. I I'm need just, two, uh, two, unbelievable. Two VHS I refused to buy that thing. That thing it, it made me angry. I've gorgeous. almost purchased it several times and I have never did. It made me angry just because it's, it's a blatant cash grab. They had the nice soundtrack. They could have just given. They could have for like it's Nintendo. They have these ROMs all ready uh, to go. They could have just copied and pasted the original NES and all the Super Nintendo. I'm not talking about the economics of it or how dumb it's it awful. is as a cash grab. I never got to purchase it because I never had the SNES. Can't so you like buy All Stars on the on the Wii Shop for five dollars? No, they sell you each of the three games for five dollars. All Stars they wouldn't do that because then they, yeah, they no would buy it. Well, also no one would buy the original games on the VC. See, yeah. To be honest, I which think is fun. I don't. I they, prefer, prob- they probably look better. I, I prefer the original NES games anyway. So anyway, the NES anyway. game actually does actually look a little better than the All Stars one because something doesn't seem right. That game offends me. I I, I like that they they remade them in nineteen ninety what was it, four or something at the time ninety three three or four no, um, ninety two was it ninety two yeah. was it that early nineties yeah. I like that they remade them and they did the updated sprites. It was nice to see Mario one kind of with like a an actual art style yeah. rather than just like straight up spray, uh, yeah. a, a poly, um, uh, pixels. But uh, ultimately, I like the charm of those old. It has games. charm. Yeah, okay. Mario Two looks great originally. I, I don't need Mario that to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also like Mario Party, but you know, it, it's not a great game, yeah. but it's it's fun. My wife loves it, oh. and, I, and I we have got to get you the, the better one. Mario Nine, Mario Party Nine is better than Eight. It's it's because the, the Nintendo titles never go down in price because they don't just, have to. I know, and I just I can't justify. For a game I know that we're going to play once or twice Wait, a year. sorry, correction. Unless you're other M, then the price goes to $10. <laughs> yeah. Which is so sad that that happened. All right. What, your favorite Wii games, Nate? Uh, okay. Um, Run us through the list. Marathon. Where's the thing? Okay, so uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Yep. Leon said it all. Don't really have to say anymore. It's brilliant. It's just it's just a better version of 1. Okay. It's more streamlined. Um, but super full of imagination. Uh, great game. Xenoblade Chronicles. Leon also said it. <laughs> What can yeah. I say? It is, games on here. It's deferred to Leon. It is my favorite JRPG, I guess. Well, no. Technically, Dark Souls is my favorite JRPG this Demon gen. Souls is my favorite this, this gen. Those are great games. But uh, uh, keep going. It's okay. Um, super wide-sprawling game. Great music in Xenoblade. I yeah. have to say, like, part of the fun of exploration is the graphics, but the open area, and then the music. And then lastly, you get experience points for exploring. For discovering a new area, you level up. That's so awesome. I cannot express to you how enjoyable that is. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Because I want to wander around and explore games anyway. And games that put you on rails, where it's like... Like, Banjo-Kazooie was... Not Banjo-Kazooie. Um, Crash Bandicoot was always a big disappointment. Because it was like... 
marketed as like the counter Mario 64. Like, you mm-hmm. like your Marios, that's lame. I'm Banjo Kazooie. Remember that great cartoon, uh, cartoon commercial where he goes, he drives in front of the Seattle offices yeah. of the Nintendo, <laughs> and he calls them out. He's like, Mario, come on out here. He's like, we're going to have like a fight or whatever. And he's like yelling at him with a bullhorn. <laughs> or he pulls up to this old lady for the Crash Bandicoot kart racing, and she's looking at him. He's like, come on, Grandma, let's do it. Booyah, Grandma. <laughs> Booyah. I love those commercials. But then I went and tried the game, and it's basically... It's, it's a side scroller, but from behind. You know, like you go, you go along this one path, and then you just do- jump over things. It was oh. always like, oh, this is not at all countering Mario. Or He's not calling Mario. it make Mario at all. No, um, but like the exploration is what I really enjoy about games, uh, or at least certain, certain types of games. So Xenoblade does it for me there. Um, the Last Story, which um, brilliant, like that is uh, that to me is what Final Fantasy Thirteen should have been. Because Sakaguchi knows what a, what a Final Fantasy game should be, <laughs> and he made one. Yeah. And the story is brilliant, and it's a great love story, and it's a nice digestible game, 18 hours to 30 hours. I, I spent 30 hours on it. Uh, and there's still more side stories I didn't do. Um, lovable characters, brilliant music, um, and I, you know, I really felt for them. I really I feel like these are my friends of mine. Uh, so I want to go back to that soon. That was a, a great game. So those are two of the uh, Project Rainfall games. Uh, for those of you who don't know about what, the, what happened, uh, typically games get made in Japan... And then we need to wait for them to get localized, and that that combines translation with edit, with editing and and censoring and everything else they need to do to bring it and make it appealing to North America. It also includes things like Kirby, for example. All the Japanese boxes of Kirby have him happy and smiling. Every single North American version of Kirby, he has angry eyes. <laughs> really? They for some reason don't want him to look as cute. Why? Interesting. That's all all, all localization. But he's Takes adorable. About, I know. Takes about like a year, maybe longer for games with more text. So there were these games that came out of Japan, and people said, look, we want them. And Nintendo said, we have no plans to bring them out. Those games were Xenoblade Chronicles, Last Story, and Pandora's Tower. Um, two of those games, after this giant like social media kind of upheaval, like, bring them out, we'll buy them. Two of the games have been released. It was just revealed like a month or two ago that XSeed will be bringing, uh, localizing um, Pandora's Tower in like April or May. Mm-hmm. Last weekend. So yeah, really, really late, isn't it? <laughs> this is this is really late. So I'm pre-ordering this. I'm gonna get this right away. Uh, I'm excited for it. So I don't know if this may even usurp some games on my list now. Who knows? Ooh. I don't know. I don't. I don't Let's think see. so. Uh, Red Steel Two. Did you like it? Great game. I love this game. It has problems. It has issues. It's not a perfect game, but I really enjoy the art aesthetic. It looks like an HD game. It's so good. The, um, the what they did at Ubisoft with the graphics on this cell shaded. Uh, graphics. It looks really crisp and beautiful. I love the ability to have a katana blade and an old-timey western pistol at the mm. same time. I love the ability to just like be firing off my pistol at guys doing headshots and then dash you with my katana blade and finish him off with a stab to the chest. I love that there's a level where you're on top of a running train and ninja cowboys are attacking <laughs> you. It's awesome. And I love that the sword play in it is... is um, motion plus. It is motion plus. And while Skyward Sword is technically more polished in its ability to do the sword play... The first person view of this with sword fighting, I feel, is is, is unique to this game. And uh, fighting people with a sword, like they counter your moves, and you've mm-hmm. got to be able to like actually pull off some sword fighting things and parrying and slashing and stabbing. And so, uh, I just really like the high octane nature of this game. It, mm-hmm. to, if I were to describe it as anything, I wouldn't say it's a first person shooter. I wouldn't say I'd say it's a first person brawler um, mm-hmm. because you really want to use your sword most of the time. But uh, the ability to um, to use both in tandem is really, really enjoyable. And some bosses you have to. You have to be like, shoot them to distract them and then hack away their armor and then when their armor's off you can fire away at them again. So uh, I think that it's it's really good and I think that um, for $10, which you'll find at the GameStop nowadays, hmm. pick it up. 
just pick it up if you are any way wanting to experiment with motion gaming. Um, it is fun. Uh, that is to say that of all most Wii games is true. Now is a great time to collect for the Wii. If you were disenchanted with it in the past uh, and you only picked up New Super Mario Brothers Wii and you have Wii Sports and you let it collect dust, go to GameStop. You can find games for five, ten dollars, and you can clean up with some of the best games on the system. Uh, and there are plenty. There are many. Um, look up some lists. I wish I could make a bigger list now. I gotta finish <laughs> it up. Uh, Rhythm Heaven Fever came up for thirty dollars. It was an uh, economy game. Um, this is by the same developer that makes uh, WarioWare. Okay. Uh, they are extremely creative. It is zany. It is great fun. It is the best rhythm game I've ever played. It is worth the money. Um, I, I have to show it to really do it justice about how charming and how great the appeal it is. It uses two buttons. The A button and the B button. There's no motion controls. Hmm. Sometimes you press the A button. Sometimes you press the B button. Sometimes you squeeze. That's all it takes. There's <laughs> two buttons in the game and it has so many hours worth of great content. It's just, it's just brilliant. Hmm. Um, for honorable mentions, I have had a tough time with this list, squeezing <laughs> it down. Because while Leon is correct that it had, in its own way, it had a tough time with third parties developing for it or supporting it, that's true. But in, in another sense, it had lots of great examples of third parties uh, developing for it. You've got uh, um, Dead Space Extraction, which is a really, really fun game. I like that game. But then it got an HD port. So everyone goes, well, it's not really a Wii game anymore. But it was made for the Wii. Is made for motion control. And, and I sold my copy, my Wii copy, for the when I got the PS3. Copy. And Leah knows this about me that I keep all. I, I can't buy a game, a, a reimagining of a game or a remake of a game unless I have the original one. Mm-hmm. So I would never buy the HD remake of Wind Waker without having the the, the, the GameCube disc. Yeah. I have the GameCube disc, so now I can buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this game, if I want to get the HD of uh, Dead Space Extraction, I have to have the Wii copy. So I have the Wii copy. I can get the HD if I want. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, House of the Dead Overkill was also made for the Wii. That is the, currently the world record holder, holder for the video game that contains the most F-bombs. <laughs> it's extremely mature. People who look at the Wii as an only casual system are incorrect. It has the game with the most F-bombs of any game in the world. So um, it has mature games. That's also a really enjoyable game. Hmm. Um, what are some other games that got ported? Oh, um, No More Heroes. I love No More Heroes, both one and two. And number two was going to be on my honorable mentions. It was going to be one of my, on my top five. I love what Suda51 did with this game. It's like... All about getting to the bosses. And it's yeah. so unexpected what's going to happen. Like, there's one boss in the game where you spend all this time trying to get to him, and then he blows himself up. And that's the end of the boss battle. Like, you get your experience and your money for it, and you're like, done. You're like, what the crap? And you, and you move on to the next guy. And there's one level in the first game where it's inside of a baseball stadium, and the entire level is you start down, like, you know the tunnel, Adam? And the players are, like, walking through the tunnels yeah. to get from, like, uh, into the stadium. Yeah. It's one long tunnel, and you come to the enemies, and they throw baseballs at you, and you hit them back at them, and you kill them with their own baseball. Balls. And you walk down this tunnel and you kill like five of these guys and you get into the stadium and there's the boss. Like it, the level is like only, it's very little. It's just service to get you to the boss. And then the boss is this like weird Texan who like is throwing baseballs and has golden guns. And like, it's like it's so crazy. It's so silly. So those are really fun. Those also have become HD ports. So uh, those are great examples of 3D game, uh, third party games that were fun and and they wanted to sell more, so they had to kind of sell them on HD consoles because I figured look the only way to get our money back on this is to really just expand how many systems we have mm-hmm. for selling it um, Monster Hunter Try I put 250 hours 280 oh, hours into Monster Hunter Try oh, shit. I could have put more in I had an addiction and I had to stop myself and I told myself I'm going to stop playing and that allowed me to breathe and play other games so Monster Hunter Try for the Wii U is coming out and I'm going to buy it and it's going to be a problem for me but I love that game so those are a bunch of third party games for that system as well that I just had to mention. There are so many more. Look up lists if you're interested, and they're cheap. Okay. Highly recommend you check them out. Leon, 
Xbox. You're the only one of us who really I'm cares. the only one who had an Xbox. Well, mostly I got it because uh, I like having access to all the games. I don't want to miss out on games. So That's fair. So, uh, and it... Before I really got into the PlayStation, it was my primary console. Mm. Just because of the fact it came out first. Yeah. Before I got the PS3, I, I thought about an Xbox. Xbox isn't bad. It's just... I know the, the, the cons on it are the, are the paywall for Ultimate online. Alliance. Ultimate Alliance? Yeah. That was the reason? Did you your TV challenge is a Heroclix. Like you wish you had the Xbox version because it had such and such characters. Oh yeah, that wasn't the actual reason that <laughs> you uh, discovered the purchase. Yeah, yeah. It was more what the exclusives could be, or what were, and but, what, uh, and that's what Leon was saying earlier. Like his recommendation, which system to buy is based on what exclusives are you more who, interested what, in. Where your friends are playing. Yeah, and I didn't care about Halo or like that. That was like the big ticket. That that always mm-hmm. will kind of be the big ticket item. Halo's on my list, and Gears of War isn't that also? Gears of War is yes. a good game. So like those are two games where I'm like, ah, I'm good. And then the one of the first games I bought, like I bought the PS3, and then the f- first day I bought Uncharted, I had no idea, about what what Uncharted was, and I was like, oh, this looks good, <laughs> I'll get this, and uh, that was that was a that was a good one. Okay, good move. All right, so, so, uh, so take so, us down Xbox. Okay. Well, Xbox, uh, there's only a few. There's only one exclusive on this one. The rest are third party games, but. Uh-oh. Uh, my honorable mention is uh, the Rock Band franchise, just because this generation is a lot of fun, just to pick up and play, maybe play a couple minutes, have some fun, it's, it's a good time, just pure game, gameplay, no story, just having a good time. There is and, a uh, time and a place for that. And then the sure. game I, was, I, I really like from the franchise, this is my pick, it would be the Beatles Rock Band, just because Beatles is my favorite uh, band ever. Oh yeah, I did uh, not know that. I love you. their music, I have all their albums, and uh, it was really cool just playing back, playing some Beatles songs, and watching the little music videos they had of them. What's as your favorite play. album? I like uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Really? And Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul, that's a really good one. But, uh, yeah, so that's my honorable mention, just because I love Beatles, and uh, I love the rock band gameplay, just for fun, just to pick up. It's really casual. Casual. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, okay. number five, I'm going to have to go with uh, Bioshock. Interesting. Bioshock's number five. For those who couldn't see this, there was a, a fist bump that took place over my face. <laughs> the reason I love Bioshock, it feels like the world is alive. There's lots of backstory that you don't really see. It's just it's it's so mm-hmm. there's lots of going on, and it's it feels like the world's the world's been there, and it's decrepit, yeah. and it's it's awesome. Should prefer you the first one over the second one. Yeah, because well, the first one, it, the second one wasn't made by the same team that made the first one. It was more of outsourced while they worked on Infinite, so it's it's not. Uh, as but it good. still feels like you're it in does. Rapture. It is you're in Rapture. But my like, only problem is I don't like being a big daddy as much as like. The yeah, character. I like I like being the main character. I like the plot twist that's the end with. Although uh, the, twi- the the little sisters look better, I feel in the second game. The graphics like, so are much better. a little bit polished. Yeah. yeah. But I love the gameplay. I love exploring, and I love just looking around at this uh, this underwater city. It's definitely got a creepy ambience. But it's really good. Um, number four. Would be Call of Duty, which one? Uh, number four, the first, the first, the one that started the Call of Duty Modern, 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 Modern Warfare, the one that started everything. That is the big one. I feel like yeah, because this this changed multiplayer first person shooters for but everybody wants to be COD. COD is the most played multiplayer game right now ever. Um, the gameplay is just fun. It's arcadey. It's really fluid. This one, the fact that the the kill streaks aren't over the top. You don't just die when you respawn. You know. Mm. Did you play a lot of online with that? This. Number four, I played most. It's been declining ever since, and now I, I'm over Call of Duty. I don't really like it, but I respect it for what it was. It feels like it's a lot really... of people are like that. They, they kind of they get over it. It's it's that thing. Because well, now try. it's crazy. Now now you respawn, and then there's bombs dropping here, that, bombs dropping there. I don't know. I don't How know. many hours would you say you spent with that? Uh, like forty, forty on multiplayer alone. Mm-hmm. But it's wow. really fun. It's really good. Um, number three, or what's this? Number two. No, 
number three. Number three is Halo. Is Halo series. I love Halo. I love the backstory. It's another universe where you feel it's really fleshed out. It exists like Bioshock. You got to pick one. You can't say series. Okay. I will pick Halo Reach. It was oh, yeah. Bun- it's Bungie's last game. It's their it's their swan song for the Halo franchise. They're working on Destiny now. Um, the story is really good. Graphics are beautiful. Multiplayer is really fun. They tightened it up on this one. How do you feel about Destiny? It's gonna be weird. It's like an MMO shooter. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't that. know. We'll have to see. It's right now. There's not much showing, but we'll their see. presentation at, at the Sony press conference where they just stood around in sports <laughs> jackets and like what? What's happening? And then they left. <laughs> Uh, number two is uh, Fallout. Fallout three. It's okay. my first experience with Fallout. Mm. I love the the fifties aesthetic. I would just roam the wasteland listening to the fifties music on the radio. There's so many things That's to cool. see. There's so many things to do. That is the only thing you can do in it. Like you can't do that in a movie. Like yeah. there's no movie that replicates that. That's a video game experience. And the, it's it, true. There's so many places you can just you can just roam and search around. I went to like a a factory that was taken over by killer robots, and like you have to just. It's uh, crazy. And and I went to um, I searched around and there's a little town where there's there's two guys who dress up as superheroes yeah. and they fight each other every day. That's funny. It's pretty funny. Like it's just so much stuff to look for. In that. When you when you mentioned just listening to the music, I mean that was a big part of going back a generation. Grand Theft Auto Vice City for me was that kind of experience of I would just drive around listening to the awesome eighties music mm-hmm. and just like, well yeah that is a favorite for that game yeah I love like, like the soundtrack like there was so much like sometimes I wouldn't even care about getting anything done I'd just be roaming around listening to yeah. music and it was just it was yeah, you the, can do that in real life I can meet you in 80s mix and we can I drive know. around together I'm just saying there was a general aesthetic of that game that was really fun but we can't get away with wearing like Hawaiian shirts no. right? because only two types of people wear Hawaiian shirts right <laughs> big, fart, big fat party animals yeah. and, gay guys, and gay guys according to Homer Simpson yeah, and you don't look like a big fat party animal to me no I don't know I don't know have you played Fallout? yeah I yeah, played Fallout 3 um, for about uh, 10 hours I put 100 hours in that game and Holy it crap. froze on me four times that's Bethesda. on the PS3 yeah. well it, yeah it's Bethesda and their relation, there's, their, their track record on the PS3 is not very good uh, yeah. and it ruined it for me and I also found that it was really really bland and it's supposed to be bland it's, it's a war yeah, wasteland yeah, it's supposed to be but I like explore, exploring more games like Xenoblade it's colorful and lush mm-hmm. and I felt like after the fourth freeze I couldn't do it anymore it, it's also I, I, the vats the vats combat style thing I don't care for too much I liked it yeah it made it more RPG less it did make it more RPG that's true yeah hmm. but uh, yeah overall I just, I just loved I loved just wasting time I didn't do any side mission just ro- roaming around roaming around just looking around finding things hmm. killing crabs killing crabs I ran away from crabs when I was low levels yeah man those crabs are brutal I got addicted to uh, metatats and I was shaking and getting the shakes from it like my character yeah, and I um, want to steal everything, but it's like has this morality system. Yeah. Like, oh, you sure want to steal that? And yeah. like, I don't know. And then someone sees you, and they're trying to kill you. And it's like, <laughs> that's what that was. Though. And then my number one uh, Xbox game is uh, Mass Effect. The first the, one. The first one. Really? I love. I the actually number two. Number yeah. two is my favorite. Yeah, that's better. The story is <laughs> way better. The combat's more fleshed out. The mm. g- game looks better. The game looks better. The reason I got it for Xbox is only up until recently, only up to last year, you could play all three on the console. Mm-hmm. Well, PC. PC, you could also do it too, but I mean, console-wise, if you're on the console-only gamer, the only way you get the full experience is playing on the Xbox. And I, I just love the story. I love the sci-fi setting, the RPG. It's it's kind of wordy, all the word trees and all that stuff you have to go through, but overall, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And that's another way to like almost bring brand loyalty to a system. Yeah. When they make you make a character in the first game and you keep your character yeah. in the second game, people mm-hmm. aren't going to buy it on PS. No. If they played it on Xbox, why would you ever start again on the second game? You want to exactly. keep your character. Yeah. You want to keep your decisions. So that is a brilliant way to do that. And if they did that with more games, could you imagine like 
Oh, yeah. Like, Call of Duty you don't have to worry about because everyone plays Call of Duty on Xbox. But there are other games you could start a character and just, like, the, the company, the, the, the manufacturer of the console, I'm going to give you a little bit of money here <laughs> to make sure that you include this because I want you to keep yeah. make, having people buy games from us. Right, yeah. And, and trophies and achievements do the same kind of thing. People are going to want to keep their trophies for PlayStation 4. Yeah. We don't know if they can yet. Mm-hmm. But if they can, that's brand loyalty right there. Yep, that's true. But yeah, my favorite Xbox game is Mass Effect. For sure. Two. Okay. two. Number two. Good yeah, choice. Okay. Good choice. Uh, anything else we want to say about Xbox 360? I mean, I've never really... Uh, I, I don't have much of an experience with it. You should at least mention something about the controller. How do you feel about the controller? I, I actually like the controller more than the DualShock. Really? It's, it's more comfortable to hold. Hmm. The ergonomics are better on it. But overall, it does the same job. It has the same amount of buttons and inputs. Yeah. I've been trained by PlayStation I feel to like, just love I feel the like DualShock. PS3 and Xbox are pretty interchangeable. I would just recommend it on which exclusives you like. How do you feel about the D-pad? D-pad's off. Garbage. Garbage. Xbox it's D-pad's a solid garbage. piece of plastic. It's circular plastic. Is it really? Yeah, it's terrible. I can't remember. Now, but do you yeah. know why the circle, the, the crosspad is different on all three systems? Nintendo owns the patent. Or really? They, they gave it up this year. Uh, the really... Vita is the first time that they have been able to make a decent crosspad. Because they're allowed to do it now. And the Vita crosspad is great. Well, yeah, it's, it a, it's a D-pad. <laughs> it's, it's a Nintendo D-pad. Well, the PS1 and PS2 got kind of close, but not really. Yeah. And it's always been problematic for me. But, uh, yeah, moving forward, everybody's going to have the good D-pad now. Interesting. All right, well, that's... That's is, Xbox. That's, that's Xbox. The reason Xbox is not my primary system is the paywall for Xbox Live. I feel like mm. Sony does it for free, so it's, it's not worth it to pay. Yeah. I feel like Microsoft's going to... I don't know. No, I they, make, they, 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 they don't money. want to abandon that. But I feel like they should. Mm-hmm. They should be yeah, right. If the, it's if a revenue stream that they don't want to People will do pay for it. If people are still paying for it and they're not having a huge drop-off, why would you get rid of it? Mm-hmm. It's all revenue. Yeah. Now, they, they're going to keep it with the next system, I imagine. But if it ever becomes an issue and they need to use it as leverage to say, look, buy our console, mm-hmm. they can just get rid of it, right? They yeah. can keep it for people who are going to pay for it. And then if they realize, look, um, there is a huge incentive to buy other systems for a free online, then they might go, okay, well, we just get rid of it. Yeah. And it is kind of nice. To, it is in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. They can kind of get rid of it whenever they want. Yeah. But they don't want to because they're addicted to money. They're the only other user that I can think of now that makes you pay additional for online use. Really or or yeah. Because we already pay for our bandwidth. We already pay for our internet provider. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you pay for this. And Adam and I, I think we're talking about this. Uh, Netflix charges you for content. Uh, Microsoft charges you not for content, <laughs> but for the ability to use their content yeah. online. yeah. You have to buy the content separately. You have to buy Call of Duty. You have to pay for your broadband. You have to pay for the system itself. And then you have to pay for them pay them for the privilege to use your software on their hardware. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. No one does it anymore. Didn't AOL do that? I think so. Like it's like an old-timey internet thing, right? <laughs> well, like they used to make everyone pay for it. There was a time and a place for it. And unfortunately, the PlayStation Network has proven you don't need to do that. Well, so is PC gaming. And so it was like yeah. great strides this generation. Same thing with Wii. Well, we didn't really have online infrastructure. But I mean, if you played the one online game that was good, or two... Mario Kart and Monster Hunter. Yeah. You didn't have to pay, so why? Why should everyone else <laughs> yeah, have to pay? That's absolutely true. All right, moving on to PS3. Go ahead, you can start this. I one. don't want to start this one. Go ahead. I, I have the worst games of the list. I'd oh, rather, I'd rather, I'd rather be sandwiched in Look, the middle. Your listeners want to know what a guy who loves comic books so much finds and enjoyable to play. You haven't started one. He started with the the Wii, yes. and I started with the, I know. With the Xbox. I'm going to start with the honorable mention just because this is one of the first games I was really excited about from the PlayStation. 3. Throw out the window. Why? <laughs> 
Burn it. Just, <laughs> see, this is why I didn't want to do this. Don't be feeling I'm yeah, doing it with a smile on my face. I know. Don't because be pe- uh, people who have listened to our prior Potpourri 2012 Potpourri, episode, my favorite moment. On the podcast. Leon's favorite moment of any podcast that I've done is uh, when I was with my... Maybe spit out my cereal when I was listening to you. <laughs> you were listening yeah. while you were eating cereal? I was. Um, I was with my brother... Uh, Nate was here as well as his wife and also uh, my brother-in-law Paul was here and at one point Paul kind of turned to me and he's like basically told me I have garbage tasting games Adam you like garbage <laughs> spit out the cereal yeah and so ever since then so when we were talking about getting this episode together I was very like I don't know and Leon had to give me a talking to and be like no no just talk about games you really enjoy and love and I'm like but I feel like Paul's there, <laughs> peering over my shoulder, the shadow of Paul. telling me that my tasting game sucks, which I admit, I don't like the best game sometimes. And it's upsetting to people who, uh, who it's do. It's so subjective, it doesn't matter. I know. It's just Paul. Leon's going to mention a Batman game eventually, and I'm going to disagree oh, with Oh, Batman's it, in there. But I, I know it is. But I'm not really going to have to say anything about it, because it's not, it doesn't matter. It's his opinion, right? So, when I bought my system, it was I think it was in February, and I bought like you know Spider-Man 3, which is a terrible game. Um, and I bought and tried to enjoy. Your ability to notice that means that you you can critique things. Like you know what I yeah. mean. Like you're not just destined for terrible taste in games. I guess so. I bought it because I because I wanted to recapture the love of Spider-Man Two, and it was not there. And it, it just it just it didn't it, do uh, anything new. It didn't do anything new, and it just did it did old things poorly. <laughs> Wasn't it ugly too? The graphics weren't that it, great. Uh, but it was HD, so what is it? <laughs> HD. I remember it in like I got stuck in some weird spot, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like I don't I'm care. Done. I don't care to come back. So one of the first games I bought actually brand new with the PlayStation Three was Civilization Revolution. Now I loved Civilization back when it was like the first game on PC and the second game. And I never really got beyond that because whenever I would play. Um, Civilization 3, I would just be like, this isn't like 2. This isn't as good as 2. And I would always go back. And I up to maybe three years ago, I was still going back and playing Civilization 2. So then I was really excited that they said, you know, they taken, they stripped down what Civilization could be and they tried to reimagine it for the console to build it for console instead of just being a port. So I was really excited about this. And Leon, I think you and I bought the same, same day, day. Same day. Same day release. Oh, you got it. I, got it. I remember you did. And uh, it play online did not live up to any of my expectations. Uh, the online was poor. It was extremely poor. Um, I still like playing it, though. Um, it's, it would never be on my top five list of my favorite games, but I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention it, because I did really enjoy it, even though it had so many problems. Uh, it, it's still... It's a little too simple. Wait, are you, are you a Civ fan, you said? Yes, that's I why you bought it. That's why um, I bought it. Leon, do you have Civ Five? Uh, no. Okay, guys, you have to get Civ Five. My I don't PC, have, I, don't I got PC. a Steam account for Civ Five. I got it for $7 on a Steam sale... Get Civilization Five. My PC is seven years old. My, okay, would, uh, get a, when, when you get a new PC, actually, you know what? It just get it. You have a Steam account? I don't. That's why. Okay, just get a Steam account and then just keep it. Uh, uh, pay attention to the sales. And when a game that's like regularly sixty bucks is like a buck on Steam, <laughs> just get it. No, I'm serious. Just have them in your repertoire because mm-hmm. when you get a good PC, you're gonna have all these cheap games. Yes, yeah. Steam uh, is brilliant. My, I, I, now my PC is like six years. If old, you get so. Civ Five and you play it, you will you will. T- Cry tears like a newborn baby and the joy of how good this game is. I love RTSs, but consoles don't do RTSs. No, they uh, don't. because you need a mouse really most yeah. of the time. You need a mouse. You need a more touchpad actually. So yeah, well, I guess the Wii could do it, but the touchpad in the PS4 might be a little small. Yeah. So um, on a tablet it might be fine. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the greatest game, but I still enjoyed it. It has a special place in my heart. Even though it's not necessarily all that good. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Adam. Paul. Is there a way for you to? 
and I'm gonna say this like so people on okay. li- listeners don't know what I'm really saying. Yeah. Is there a way to make these like one and then pick some others? <laughs> no, just, they, just... they count as one. Oh, good. Okay, okay. I'm not. I no, want to make sure. I want there's to get... two invisible games. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Basically, for those who can't see, I have five games in front of me, and he was worried that three of them would take up three slots, and I'm like, no, no. There's two invisible games. Gotcha. Here. Uh, my number five would be, it's kind of a tie, but they're subtly different. Uh, it's a PSN game, um, Shank 1 and 2. Um, really, really enjoyed those games. Uh, I love the art style. It's got, it's very comic booky in a lot of ways. Uh, it's, it's very over the top, but it's just, it's a, it's a side-scrolling kind of beat-em-up, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, if you have time today, Nate, I'd like to play the first one with you as a co-op. Cause right. Because what I liked about the first one... Because he wants the trophy. No. Well, that's part of it. That is. It's but also, the co-op was... Uh, it's actually a prequel to the main story. Okay. And, and so you're actually getting new... Prelude or prequel? It's a... Pr- prologue. I guess a prologue. Or more of a prelude. It, it sets up where you go later. Right. But... Uh, we say we say cool for everything now, right? Because yeah. it's Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was a pre- it's a prelude. But it, it was... So that's why I want to play... But I... I I like that the game actually gave you a unique, something unique for the multiplayer. Unfortunately, in the second game, the multiplayer was just a survival mode. And it was nowhere near as interesting. It would be so bad if Leon wasn't grabbing games from your crotch. <laughs> like, if They're they between grabbing my legs, the table, and he's just grabbing them off. Grabbing why are your games between... One of those games is my game, too, and yep. it's right in the crotch. <laughs> yep. Yes, it was. It's still on your crotch. And now it's sitting on top of my crotch. Incredible. Can I have the better? essence of that? I'm on there now. Oh, no. Oh, you're welcome. My <laughs> uh, number four would be a game I haven't even finished, but I, I, I just love playing it. That is really news to me. That's cool. Because, um, well, when you wanted to, to borrow it back, or take it back, because it's your game, not borrow, borrow it back. It back. Borrow <laughs> Apparently, if Adam has a game long enough, I have to borrow it from him. It, 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 you better believe to me. it. Yeah. Um, no, Song of Generations. I've just, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it kind of took what I, because when I... When I, when I had the PS3, I mean, I, I went back and I played like Sonic 1, 2, and 3 when I had the Ultimate uh, Collection. And you yet? like 1, 2, and 3. I thought you meant Sonic Adventure. Sorry. No, no one oh, talks about Sonic sorry, Adventure. Sorry. And Sonic 3's music is amazing. I love yeah. Sonic 3's music. So I, like, I really like playing the Sonic games. And like again, I didn't have a Genesis, so it, but I remember going over to people's houses, so it kind of captures that feeling of something I kind of missed out on. And then PSN released... Uh, Sonic uh, Sonic Four Episode One and Two, and I really like those. But uh, Sonic Generations kind of took those elements and and did something else with them, and actually gave it a semblance of a story as well. And, oh, I uh, skip all that. I just pressed start. It's not much of a story. It's a sem- It's a slight semblance of a story. Um, but I just enjoy it, and like the art is. It's just fun, and exciting, and it's uh, very pick up and go. Like I, I don't have to sit down and play it for a long time. I can just play a few levels, and I can still have a fun experience. And, this has uh, been a weird revolution for Sonic because um, one of the I guess I should make an honorable mention for Wii. Sonic Colors came mm-hmm. before this, and it really um, contributes a lot of, of kind of design theory to this what this game would eventually be. Okay. So I have Sonic Rush as one of my DS games. Sonic Colors would definitely be one of my highlights on the Wii. It's a great game. And this is the best, I, I believe, Sonic game for PS3. I agree with you. Hmm. Um, it, they're kind of in some ways better than the old ones, aren't they? Well, I feel like they lost their way and they're trying to get it back now. Oh, they lost their big time. In, yeah. Oh, yeah. What they, was that they, Wii game? The Saturn oh. Dreamcast era was not good for Sonic. No, Sonic and the Black Knight? That was awful. Oh, oh my goodness. God. That's and a the, real thing. And the, where, the Werehog? The, I have the Werehog game. Oh, uh, why do you have that? I have it because... Um, God of War, were, Terribleness. Yeah, like the the speed levels where you're running yeah. a Sonic were really really enjoyable, and I love them. There's only like four of them, and yeah. I got the game for that. And then Sonic Colors comes out later, and it's only fast regular Sonic. 
with amazing superpowers. Sonic Colors is the first game where a platformer where the water levels are as fun, if not more fun, than land levels. Yeah, really? And the reason is you get this drill ability. So you're actually moving through the water extremely fast, and you're just using the, the joystick to just curve, hmm. curve, and he'll curve just on the loop as you want him to. That's cool. And he's going super fast. So it's like there's no problem with water in it. It's it's delightful. And so i got to take that Warehog game. I gotta throw it the window. Yeah, they're trying to steer him back to get rid of it to just the core goodness of Sonic. And yeah, and I and I hope that they keep doing that. Get rid of the fluff and all the excess. There's been some good games for him recently, so I'm glad. Yeah, so I so I really enjoyed Sonic Generations. Uh, number three as a franchise, I put Amble be the show. He didn't want to put it, even though he loves it. I didn't want to put it because I like it because it's always a sports game. It's, it's your dumb. thing. Um, I I understand why people don't like sports games because I don't. Like sports I games. I understand the economic model offends most people, and to be honest, it does offend me as well. But um, I still buy them. I still buy the the Major League Baseball game is the only one I'll, I will definitely buy every year. I'm a big fan of uh, baseball. I like just I I, I, like, I know I'm basically paying sixty dollars for a roster update, sure. but I do feel like of all the sports franchises, MLB The Show uh, does more in terms of innovation and in trying to change and uh, and evolve the game gameplay that options that are in it more so than any other sports game now I'm not apologizing for sports games on the whole but I do feel like every year I've picked up the show there is something new about it they're added new game modes there's new game modes coming this year uh, there's new functionalities that they're inc- that they're including uh, they made the uh, career or, uh, uh, road to the show mode a lot better two years ago and then they continue to add really good refinements to that uh, now I also I like that that I can uh, cross play a limited crossplay between the PS3 version and the Vita, so I can have my you know my player. I can take it on the go, and I can still play. Um, so I really enjoy it. I know it's. I feel like I feel like for sports games, what they do is that in the back room in the development, they yeah. they plan out all these features. And like, okay, this year we're gonna do that one at the top. <laughs> The yeah, they have year, like six, so we have a six year. Yeah, yeah, features. exactly. That's what they do. And okay, year two, we'll just we'll, we'll tack in feature number two. Maybe, that, maybe. But those features could be DLC. Everything could be DLC yeah. for this. I feel like it's it's a terrible business model. They they, they grab your money. But clearly, it isn't for them. They're making Man or Fist, aren't they? Yeah, they make money every year, and the fans like it. So, but for me, and, it was I, same I, way with Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Those could have all yeah. been DLC, and they just didn't do. They could have done. They could do it as though DLC, but they won't make the same amount of money. For me, I won't participate. I, I, I'll buy. I'll buy if I buy because I like playing them. But I won't. I won't support them. I'll buy one. Yeah. So if, one per generation. So buy, if they did roster updates, one. would you buy that one, Leon? And would you buy all the roster updates? Yeah, I bought I bought one sports game this generation. I bought FIFA ten. You bought mm-hmm. any, you bought NHL ten. NHL ten too. You bought FIFA ten. I bought FIFA ten. Why? Because I like soccer. I didn't think you liked soccer games. And it's though. good. It's good for me. That's it. Yeah. I don't need I don't need the yearly updates. And they beats Mega Man Soccer. Mega Man Soccer. That is facetious. God. It is not a good game. Mario uh, Strikers. I had Mario Strikers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Nathan, really how do you feel about sports games? I, I don't, I Unless mean, it's an arcade style your, game. What's your opinion? I don't deal in simulators. I don't. If I want to simulate baseball, I'll go to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Get a bat and a ball and I'll go play. Yeah. Because you and I could play catch, Adam. We could play let's, catch. We should totally do like, that this summer. Fine, let's do it. Like let's I don't do care. It. I don't like basketball, so I'll never buy that. No. Soccer's cool. I can go play soccer. Hockey, I can go play shitty. I live in Canada. It's frozen half the time. <laughs> so things that simulate. I don't play games to simulate things in real life. Mm-hmm. So if there is like PlayStation Home. Where you can go and walk around as a normal person <laughs> and have weird. a home. Yeah. I don't care. I have a home and I can walk around. Um, Adam talked about uh, Vice City. Um, now he talked. He only mentioned like sometimes you get in the car and drive and listen to eighties tunes. But there are uh, you play the game itself too. Yeah, right? of course. If, imagine if Vice City was just that. 
No, I already drive a car, and I already mm-hmm. listen to 80s tunes all the time in that car. Mm-hmm. So it's not well, a, that's, a, appealing to me. That's how I knew I, I had grown up from the Grand Theft Auto franchise was with number four. Because I found it was just so... It was becoming more of a simulator and less arcadey. Because the first, well, obviously the first two games were very arcadey. And then the third one, you had this kind of open world, but it was still it felt more of an arcade style. Mm-hmm. Whereas once you got to number four, it was just so like this, you're living this guy's life. Are you gonna get five? No, you're not gonna get. Five. Don't care at all. I want peace in it. And, and, and uh, you can tell from my lists that I really want to like ride a dragon, and I want to shoot laser beams out of my eyes, and I play clicks because I want to do that. Yeah, right. Like everything that I do in the comics that I read, the movies that I watch. It's it's a it's a scam. It's life. also just like I like the ideas that are explored. I love like you know talking about the human condition, but then placing it in, in crazy situations. Um, that doesn't do it for me when it's Batista up to bat. <laughs> so uh, if he is going to be up to bat, I want him to be six feet tall with arms the size of two by flaming bat with a flaming bat that's powered up, and I want him to knock it into Japan. <laughs> so um, games that I like, I have like that are sports related. Um, NBA Jam, NBA Jam, sure. yeah. NFL Blitz, NHL Hits. Um, sports, uh, whatever it's called, baseball heroes or baseball stars, yeah. or whatever for Neo Geo. I did enjoy the NHL arcade game that was for uh, that was on PSN. It was a three on three arcade. It was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I think I'm the same way as Nathan. I don't like driving simulators like Gran Turismo. I don't. It doesn't appeal to me. But okay. I like arcadey like Mario Kart, and Hydro Bur- Thunder, and Burnout, Rush, like Daytona, San Francisco Rush, Daytona, Daytona. Yeah, it's okay. Outrunners, Daytona is enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, uh, Excite Bots. That is a game that like Leon. Ten bucks. Get Excite Bots. It's part of the Excite series. It is a brilliant racer for the Wii. It, it's it's cheap now. You've got to get it. It's hidden sandwich. gem. And the online actually works. Yeah. Yeah. You can make a sandwich. That's more. You can make a sandwich in the game, or you can knock down a bunch of bowling pins. <laughs> Making a sandwich is the best. You successfully yeah. made a sandwich and you get bonuses. It's yeah. so good. At uh, number two. Oh, hold on, before segue. I get to that, that reminds me of something dumb. But uh, when I was a kid playing uh, on the NES, uh, the Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego. There's this part where, like, you, before you get your mission, you go into this room and like you get coffee, and then it shows this cup, and this cup gets thrown, and then some. It's totally random. Nothing, like you don't do anything. You walk into the room, and the cup gets thrown, and sometimes it's it's it doesn't land perfectly, and it's on its side, and the coffee goes on it. And you go in, you go into the room other times, and it lands perfectly, and it goes in. And I don't know why that filled me with like happiness <laughs> as a kid. I was a ridiculous child. Okay? No, no, it's the same thing. Like now they're sort of office. Like, Remember when they had the screensaver? And it's bouncing on the screen, yeah. and then like sometimes it goes into the exact corner diagonal of the screen but no one can confirm they've seen it Ryan said he saw it once but we don't believe him and then like he's doing the presentation yeah, at the yeah, front yeah. and they're like it gets close like oh no like they just want to see it go in the corner and then it does and they're all cheering and Michael's like thinks it's all about him those are little things that we notice yeah. we do care about those things it's true but it, it, added, nothing, it added nothing to the it to did the it added your enjoyment of that scene I know I don't You're know why, for it, why I don't know why it's though. like an Oregon Trail do you want them to die dysentery you don't want them to die but you know there's also like shooting those little Whatever. squirrels you, and you and Kelly drowned, a fun little thing you and Kelly drowned but Leon and I made it <laughs> you guys forded the river we, we died. it was the last river that's where you guys died too that's too bad well I ran into something as well it didn't help um, my number two the Uncharted series? That's your number two. I thought it would be your number one. You thought it would be my number one? I don't know what your number okay, one Okay, well, the thing is, I thought about what What do I love? What do I love to play more than anything else? What What have I spent so much time doing? Anyway, so, n- uh, so yeah. number two, uh, if I had to choose one of the three, because I know that it offends you, Nate. <laughs> they, no, no, I'm just offending you. Just for purpose of variety, it's nice to pick one uh, of the series. Per- Uncharted 3, I would say. Uncharted um, 3. Now, that being said, a lot of what I love about it couldn't exist without the first two because I like that it was the close of a story. Yeah, you, could, you have to play all three. You have to play all three, but I mean, this one felt like two felt like it was a sequel, 
this the third one felt like it was the end of a trilogy in a way if that makes sense like the second one didn't need the end of a trilogy so Drake uh, Uncharted 4 is going to really screw you up huh? it's going to mess with me <laughs> well I mean because I guess the three built on what one and two had whereas two just kind of was a, a different story um, I don't know if that makes any sense it probably doesn't um, but three just kind of felt like you, you were coming to the end of the journey with the character and when it was over I was kind of sad about it but it was a nice ending and it, it wrapped things up for the characters uh, when Golden Abyss happened it was well, that was a prequel right and I didn't really care. I didn't care much for that uh, although in fairness it's not because of the story it's because I didn't like the gameplay I didn't well, like the launch game I didn't like the yeah the Golden Abyss was a launch game which was trying to it also wasn't Naughty Dog though was it yeah, it also wasn't Naughty Dog but that wasn't my problem with it. my problem was that well, they probably it, wouldn't have made a job no no I, it, was, it, was a, it was a launch game so they were using it as a showcase for the features and I didn't want to lot of showcase touch, lot of a lot of touch a lot of stuff I yeah, didn't want to see yeah but like Zombie U is a launch game for the Wii U and it is also showcase but I really enjoy all those features it's not a perfect game, but it, the, the features they include, it's not necessarily the, the touch screen, all oh, that's great. I, I think it's just that they went overboard in trying to include these new features, and, and I don't think some of them were as polished as they might be in later games. I think if you'll see a sequel to the Uncharted for Vita, it won't be as touch. No, good, because I, I actually stopped playing it because I couldn't, I couldn't get past a few spots. I just I couldn't use the motion controls properly, and I guess this just makes me an idiot, but I mean... <laughs> no, no. Like, I, I don't want to play a game that makes me that frustrated, yeah. and not for like an actual... You know, quantifiable difficulty. Like I was playing uh, the Ninja Gaiden Sigma Plus or whatever for, for Vita, yeah. and I, that was brutal. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not good at this, and that's okay because that's I can okay. I can tell that I'm not good at this. Team Ninja doesn't want you to be good at it, and that's fine. <laughs> and so I could I could put that away and not feel bad about it. But with Uncharted, I feel like I'm not really doing anything necessarily wrong. It's just I'm not somehow figuring out how to use these controls properly. You know, speaking of how like Nintendo tried to bring casual gamers um, with the Wii, which they did, and it made them billions. Um, but they're not the only ones who can do it because my uncle, my Irish uncle, who's like almost seventy, loves Uncharted. Does he? And we were at like Christmas gathering a few years ago, and Amber's in the kitchen, and he he corners her, and he's like, uh, "So I hear you're into the video games and everything." And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "So do you know? Um, do you know Drake?" She's like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, Drake. I love him." She's like, "You mean Nathan Drake?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, him." She's like, "You mean Uncharted?" He's like, "I love Uncharted." And then my aunt comes in and she's like, I had to take him to the EB Games. Is that what it's called? <laughs> and it was launch day and there were like these teenagers waiting outside. And he's like coming up on his cane, you know, because he, he uses a cane. He comes in, he's like, he wants Drake. <laughs> he loves <laughs> these games. So they really do speak to a, an interesting it's a range great of people. Story, great. It's great. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't care about them. But One thing uh, Leon and I were talking about yesterday before, uh, when we were talking about doing this podcast is that, I mean, there's two games that we... I haven't done my number one yet, but there's two games that we are very much looking forward to that haven't even come out yet which could end up being on our list he's really excited for Last, for, of, us. For Last of Us and I'm excited for Tomb Raider although I, I don't intend on buying it tomorrow when it comes out because um, I just don't have the time to spend on it yet and I'll wait till it comes down in price but I'm really excited for what Tomb Raider could be because it looks like you know the Lunch. Cinematic, very cinematic, like Uncharted, like Uncharted, and uh, yeah, I'm ex- it's I'm excited to see what that's like. You know, I'm, I'm excited for Sleeping Dogs or whatever it's called. That's already it. Oh, sorry, Sleeping Dogs. Um, uh, Watch Dogs. That's what it is. Mm. That comes out in, in the fall. Yeah, I don't know what that is. You gonna get it for PS4 or Wii U? Watch Dogs. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't care. Oh, that's open world. You don't really like that. Okay. Uh, my number one is not. I don't. Th- it's almost not even a real PS3 game. What's your favorite? It's Tetris. Tetris, <laughs> Tetris for PS3. And ever, ever, anyone who's listening to this is like, 
fuck you. Like, <laughs> you're not a real fan of anything. I play that on Game Boy. I know my uncle is. My, my seven-year-old uncle is listening to this. He's like, threw his cane down. <laughs> Tetris. A game you know, 30 years old. If Paul actually listened to this, he'd be so furious. Tetris is not a bad game, though. You I didn't know. pick Miley Cyrus' Big the, Adventure. It's the perfect puzzle game. There's nothing can Yeah, do. I know. But, um, but, but to be, that to be said, though, we are talking the phone about this. Like There are different versions of Tetris, and they're not are. all made equal. No, there right? are different. Like, the Tengen version of Tetris is better than Nintendo's first-party version That's for true. the NES. Yeah. That's generally considered to be true because it has two-player mode. Oh, I love that. So, there you go. Like, Tetris 2. Is that as good? Well, Adam says no. He doesn't like it as much. Like, there's different versions I of this like game. I like the lines. You know what I like? I like Tetris Attack. Have you played that? I don't think so, no. I don't think I played that one. Did you play, what is it, Sphere? Sphere? Tetris Sphere? What was that? N64 Tetris Sphere. It's like a sphere, and oh. you're chipping away. Anyway, it's weird. Um, it was, I just, I, 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 as I said earlier in the podcast, I mean, I was on disability for a year and a half, and I, sp- I spent a lot of that time playing Tetris, like, constantly. You were the master. I, 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 yeah, and now it's not even really fun playing with him, because he's just like, he just like, all his lines are always at the bottom, and he's always like dropping things on you. And <laughs> I like, did like that we played once, and then when I was done beating Marathon, I walked him made a sandwich. Yeah, he did. He actually literally made one. I made a sandwich and sat down, and I'm like, you done yet? such a douche, and I'm like, still playing, I'm like, just back off, let me finish. Well, Adam made the leaderboard. I think he was like top ten in Canada. And I'm not like top, I'm not bad at Tetris. Top twenty, but he's, I think. He's, yeah, he was, he's twenty big, in Canada, he's a big deal. like a hundred in the yeah, world. Yeah, he made top twenty in Canada. So I really, but it's because I, I played it obsessively. Well, this doesn't help. There's only thirty people on the board, though. <laughs> wow, uh, really? There's only thirty five people in Canada. I don't know the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I really enjoyed playing it. I mean, I play marathon constantly. Um, you still play it. I don't actually recently I played it and it was the first time in like oh, three months when they and get, it was rusty when they release it on Vita he's gonna be gone that's a bit for him oh my god if they did yeah. <laughs> oh, so happy like Tetris um, and like I think my best the best I ever came down to was uh, 78 tiles per minute was the best I could do and they have Tetris on Android and iPhone and stuff like that and it's not, not the, the same. same with touch you need buttons you do need buttons and it's, like, and I, I watched Kelly keyboard. play it and I, I can't do it the same it's not even it's as touch. good on a keyboard I find no, no. Something yeah. about having your thumb on that crossbow is just. Really I got nice. used to playing it on keyboard because uh, before I, I had it on PS3, I was playing the Facebook Tetris, and it was pretty good. Yeah, but I got once, really you, good once that. you get that Vita crosspad, you'll yeah, be able to enjoy it. That'd be so good. Yeah. Oh man, I don't think there's any plans for that, but I mean, if that ever happened, yeah. I just really enjoyed it. So, like, based when I was going through my criteria for what I was looking at, I was like, what did I really enjoy playing? What did I play a lot of? What would I continue to play no matter what? I mean, I would, and I would have friends come over. I had a friend, uh, two friends came over a few weeks ago, and we we're playing the marathon. And the one guy, you know, he wasn't that great at. I think like, he he kept going for a little while, but he was really slow, and he died. And then he's like, "I just want to play the next game. I just want to watch you. I don't even want to play. I just want to watch you because I see that you did got a really high score. I don't know how you did that. I just wanted to see." And then so I start playing. He's just like, "What is happening?" <laughs> Throwing up his hands. He's like, "I don't even understand." You're really fast. Man. He's like, "I can't You're even really... watch what's happening right now." I want to see a match between Adam Chapman and Howard Phillips. That's what I want to see. Is he the number one guy? Well, no, he was uh, Nintendo Power, you know, personality. Oh, yeah. He was like the face of Nintendo for a while, and oh, he really? would do tips on Tetris and stuff like that. And oh yeah, he probably hasn't played in years. But what frustrates me about Tetris is I, I hit I hit my plateau. I couldn't get any higher than a certain score, and even getting a perfect game of only Tetrises, I don't even get higher than my best score like I don't even understand how the scoring works if I was really into Tetris apparently I guess I would really investigate it but I don't really care I, like I, I just love the, the sheer the speed and trying to be faster I would do speed runs trying to do a marathon as fast as I could I think my best time was 7 minutes and 40 seconds and I think most people how many would, levels is that? that's 15 levels of marathon you're crazy wow you're and less than a minute per level and like I was up to as I said 30. 78 tiles per minute so that's how many tiles were up there and like I think Kelly He's usually around like 30, 40 tiles per minute. 
And you're, so, like, when I was crazy. rusty, when I started playing, I didn't like, know that was a thing you could calculate, like tiles per minute. But it tells you after. It tells you after. I know, but like that's an interesting way to measure it. Like, it's like it's a comic book, well, right? Yeah, well, because cents I, per page. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, because I got to the point where I couldn't get a better score, and I was like, I want, I still wanted to make an incentive for myself to do better. So now it was how fast can I go? How you know? And that kept the game going for me. It wasn't like I got the trophies within like a day. Like that wasn't. Like, I just how the ladies know him, Adam Chapman, Mister Speedy. But so, but that is one of those games where like it has that old school sensibility of it's really is for me about getting the high score. And I that doesn't there aren't a lot of games where I can still kind of go back and, and do it for that. But I I will nice. constantly yeah. play and I'm trying to better my score. So I say Tetris still has that purity to it. Like yeah. it's about high scores. And I like that when you're doing the marathon. It's not, I'm not I never feel like I'm really competing against anyone else. To be fair, I don't know if anyone can really give me a challenge these days. So Leanne, we have to get him like a copy of Tetris signed by Alexi Platonov one day. Gotta do it. I think he'd really like that. I would. Yeah. Too bad it's a digital game. Did they ask one? I'm I'm crappy at that because you get I so, love that game. I I, I love the it. The colors are so trippy. You get so used to certain um, things that are in the litter games and yeah. certain like little, tapping up to go instantly down. Yeah, or just the little things like you don't even realize how they've slowed. Well, oh, that's down not in the first game. No, I don't no. like it. Then. I don't want to play it. You don't want to play it? It's I, hard. Yeah, you really don't want to play the NES or Game Boy ones for for nostalgia. You don't want to play it for yeah. It's brutal, brutally difficult. What's your list? Tetris number one. Sorry, Paul. Tetris number one. Sorry, Paul, wherever you are. Somewhere he he senses it. He's like, "Ah, fucking Adam. (laughs) And then he goes downstairs, looks at his Power Rangers collection. (laughs) Feels feels good after that. Oh, yeah. He has all of the red Power Rangers. He has all of them. Ever made. All right, Nathan. Let's see your list. What's your uh, your list for yours? Will be a lot more interesting than mine. I guess I'll go from the bottom. I've been going from the top since I don't don't like whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. um, Number five. Go. I will mention. Um. Yeah, there's a few of these that I really what want to talk love? about. What do you love? Dishonored? Oh, actually, no. I'm going to throw in one. Oh, you can think okay. about your honorable mention. Which one to say? Uh, an honorable mention I didn't mention before. Um, I also, like, I got into Call of Duty late by most standards. Uh, my first game in the Call of Duty franchise was uh, Modern Warfare 2. That was a special place for me because it was the one where I was really playing a lot of it online. I was playing with my brother-in-law. My brother's-in-law. Um, we were doing the Spec Op missions together. Like, it was just a really fun time. And then... I think after that it was like we were chasing chasing a dream that we had mm-hmm. because we had so much fun and it was back before uh, Paul like I think it was just after Paul had his his first child so now he's got you know two younger children so he doesn't have time to play anymore and it was back before when Richard was still in school he wasn't working yet so there was a lot more playable time and so we were we were playing all the time and uh, it was just a lot of fun and then when, the year after we got Black Ops and we played a bit of it together but not a lot. And then when uh, Modern Warfare 3 came out, I barely played it. I don't think I ever even finished it. Like, I was just cooling off it, but the second one was so big for me. And I remember I bought it for Richard and Paul, and we played so much of it together. So it, it always had a special place. People people get down on Call of Duty because it comes out every year. It's a multiplayer Activision. But at its core, it's a really fun shooter. It's really fun. Yeah. It just keeps coming. Just like a sports game. Yep. And it doesn't have a lot of innovation. It doesn't. That's why I'm not buying it anymore. I'm over it. No. And the stories usually haven't been that good. Although Black Ops is a fantastic story, I really enjoyed the because the, I like the, the whole Soviet era. Anyways, now that we've cut you off sufficiently, what are your honorable mentions? Okay, mate? so um, Skyrim has to be one of them. Uh, PS3 has the worst version of Skyrim, but I did play tons and tons. Is of that why it didn't make it on your list? Because because it's the really buggy. It's, it's, well, here's the deal: like I played a hundred hours of it. Yeah, it is really buggy, but um, it didn't freeze as much as Fallout for me. But doesn't it stutter? Doesn't um, the frame rate just? Uh, I haven't. I played it about. 
uh, six months after its release. So a lot of the early patches. Oh, you got some of the patches. I didn't have dragons flying backwards. I watched Amber play like in month release, month of release, and she was floating for a period of time <laughs> through doors. Um, so most of that I didn't run into. Um, a lot of what I loved about it was that it did feel kind of like playing Dungeons and Dragons, like that sense of I've never actually played the role playing D and D like tabletop with some yeah. friends. Um, but I did play games like in my youth, like uh, Hero Quest, which is based off D and D. I remember Hero Quest. I love Hero Quest. I had and, that. Um, uh, Battle Masters, which is also an iteration of that, but more strategy based. Like you know, and I, I spend a lot of time reading fantasy novels, so I, I know these tropes, and I love that you can go into people's homes and just like you pick up gold coins one by one. It's that kind of feeling. Like every gold coin is worth something, and you can do almost anything you want, and you can gear your character towards whatever you like doing, and you can make archery viable, or you can make magic and arch- archery viable together, or. Uh, I, I told you I used sneaking a lot. I loved the sneak ability. and uh, It was great being able to assassinate people. I became an assassin thief and I would do missions and I would love going into people's homes and sneaking in in the middle of the night and just assassinating them. It was great fun. Uh, makes me sound like a jerk. A little so, bit. You, uh, like, you like pushing people down on the ice and, and there's just, killing people. And there's just so much, around. so much content to do. The problems with the game, it's really drab. Um, not as drab as Fallout 3 because it's not a wasteland but it's lots of grays and browns and it's just... It, it in a, in, a, in a quest I suppose for realism it's it's not really fantastical enough it's not really pretty to look at it's not as enjoyable mm. uh, even games like Dishonored which are also centered in this kind of steampunk sensibility so Dishonored has a way of this art aesthetic that um, is colorful in a lot of ways mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it has like this almost kind of sheeny polished um, uh, veneer to it um, and and Skyrim is kind of ugly and the, and the characters like when you design a character and you can't make it look attractive <laughs> that's a problem mm. Bioware on the other hand with uh, Mass Effect and uh, Dragon Age you can make your people look pretty sexy uh, nothing in any Bethesda game can be like no one looks attractive mm-hmm. um, again Dishonored is an ex- exclu- exception to that because it was published by, by Bethesda uh, or produced by Bethesda Different but it was developers. actually yeah the developers themselves uh, the art aesthetic they brought to it People aren't supposed to look necessarily attractive. You know what I mean? It's got this almost a cartoon, cartoony look to it, like yeah. a large jaw, or large nose. Yeah. They 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 aren't the same it's as other Bethesda, Bethesda games. Yeah, because of the different developer. Um, so I after playing hundred hours of it, I kind of got burnt out. The story isn't really interesting. It's oh, the mm. dragon coming back and kill the dragon. Um, all the missions are kind of the same. There are three missions in Skyrim. There is uh, steal from someone, kill someone, collect this treasure. That's the three missions, really, mm-hmm. ultimately. And a lot of the dungeons look just kind of the same, and the level design is not really interesting, and the, and, the, and the enemies get reused over and over again. And you don't notice this in the first 30 hours. In the first 30 hours, you just look at all the di- diversity and all the different things, and look how cool this is, and all these cool weapons, and this is amazing. <laughs> and you can become like a friggin' vampire if you're not careful, and you get attacked by a vampire, and you get the vampire virus and stuff like that, and you can't go in the sun anymore, and you get hurt until you cure it, and it's like, whoa. And then after you get 50, 60, 70 hours, you start realizing that it's just kind of regurgitating. Mm. So the DLC that I started playing, um, which was delayed on the PS3 due to the problems with the architecture of the system, and but made a combination of Bethesda's un- unwillingness to want to spend time and money developing for that, um, is kind of the same. Like, it's, it's a different story, but it's more the same. So I couldn't really put it in the top five. But it is really worth mentioning. Uh, if you don't play obsessively, I think you can get a lot of fun out of it. Mm. Um, another I'll mention for PSN is uh, Bionic Commander Rearmed. Uh, this was all part of my re-emergence into like, retro games and, and games of the past. I never played Bionic Commando on the NES. And now, because of this game, and loving this game, I have gone back and played the NES game, the Game Boy game. I went and bought the PS3 game made by Grin as well, the, th- the 3D version. Yep. Um, uh, Bionic Commander Rearmed 2 wasn't made by Grin. It wasn't as good. 
Um, but I still enjoyed it for what it was, and I love Bionic Commando. Um, I love it so much that I bought the skin for uh, Brad Spencer for Ultimate Marvel That's vs. Right. Capcom 2 just because I had to make him look right, like the <laughs> Brad Spencer from my youth, you know? I, I knew what he looked like, I just never played the games. I love that you can blow up Hitler's head. I just, it's a great <laughs> series. Um, and I really enjoyed how challenging it was. Really, really hard. And mm-hmm. I went through, and I was it still in trophies, and I got that gold trophy for finishing all the challenges. That's crazy. So I had a lot of time doing that, so I'm proud of that. Um, but in terms of the games, I, there's not much to say. Uh, Leon said most of them. Um, Bayonetta, bottom of my list there. Um, again, I love Platinum. It's a great... Platinum's a great little studio. It is just brilliantly... Like, it's a creativity. The regular characters, the fighters, like, uh, are angels. They're not very interesting. But the bosses... I was telling Adam, like, one of the bosses, you turn into a space puma and run up <laughs> alongside the giant tendril arm of this crazy, like, space squid creature while it's, like, blasting miniature suns at you, and you have to turn into a butterfly at appropriate times to dodge out of the way before you can turn back into a space puma to run up its arm to get up on top of it so you can stab it in the face. Like, that's typical for Bayonetta. Mm. It's just bananas. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I don't like her design. I think she looks stupid. I don't think she's sexy. I think it's ludicrous. I didn't like the music. Um, the J-pop is stupid, but it does have the custom soundtrack feature okay. in the game, oh. so you can actually just make your own music and put oh, it into the game. game. What do you put in? Uh, I usually put in like uh, speed metal stuff, like Dragon Force and okay. uh, Camelot, just because I like it. It pumps you up. Um, I, I, sorry, uh, Dragon Force. I put it on when I was playing Tetris. Yeah, it would just freak Kelly out. Um, don't put on Brian Adams when you play a game. Um, <laughs> do everything I do do for you is not really good soundtrack no, for killing people. But for Tetris, I'm uh, crazy with with Dragon Force because it pumps you up. Yeah, it does. and it makes you want to go faster. The other problem though is every Dragon Force track is kind of the same. So. Get maybe three Dragon Force tracks and then put some variety in there too. Whatever, that's twenty minutes right there. Like I like a lot of symphonic metal. I like like, Epica, one, like six minutes. I like Camelot, so I may put those in there. Anyway, um, so Bayonetta, Borderlands. Leon said it. I didn't say. Borderlands. Did you say it? Oh no, I'm sorry. You said um, Bioshock. 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 Only one on my list that's yours. Yeah, I like Borderlands. Um, I, I, the, I the second one is one point five. It's okay. really not a new game. Um, no. I like that Anthony Birch kind of brings his sensibilities of the humor to it as the lead writer. Yeah. Big fan of Anthony and his sister mm-hmm. Ashley from Hey, Ask What You're Playing. Uh, which is a great web series. Um, but uh, it really is a, an iterative version of this first game. Mm. I spent a lot of time with the first game. I love that it's a, a first-person shooter that is heavily... Um, RPG? RPG elements into mm-hmm. it. Like, if, I, if I'm if i shooting someone who's level 13, and I'm level 7, my bullets won't do anything to them. To it, and, like, yeah. one shot from him will kill me. Mm. So it's really, like, there's a level part, part of grinding to it. The story was entertaining. The cel-shaded graphics are brilliant. The gun, the looting is kind of getting a little bit addictive. Uh, vehicles are fun. The random, monsters are creative. Uh, random gun. Random, ra- random gun drops, yeah. Um, and I got all the DLC for it. I got the Game of the Year edition. I actually traded in my regular game yeah. to buy Game of the Year edition. Um, you had a Platinum in that, didn't you? Yeah, Platinum in it too. It's really fun. Got multi- multiplayer is great. You can play co-op four-player. I enjoy co-op a lot. So Platinum is just the new version of that, that schoolyard, you know, you, you beat the game. Yeah. But, but it is and it isn't, right? It is and it isn't. Because but, no one's going to talk about but, the Platinum from Walking Dead, like, Good job. You're right. Or the platinum for Uncharted, you get it for. Oh, but there's okay. some platinum where you're like, "Whoa, you did a good job with that." Yeah, but yeah, like the fact that he used Demon you, Souls are you, are like you, that. I know and Dark Souls. I, I give you props for beating Demon Souls more than for some reason the platinum because if you can beat Demon Souls, I know you can get the platinum kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. almost like that gold trophy for beating it. I think is is the is really the the the, the, the reward or mm-hmm. the, what you're aiming for. Whereas um, with other games, it's like, oh, you collected 740 comic books. I don't care. That's not, <laughs> I don't give you props for that. That's true. You 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 persisted in a, in a game of like you know diminishing returns and just Basically, like yeah. um, you know you you outplayed the, you outgamed the game. You played yeah. it longer than it could fight you. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I I have a lot of uh, I'm very self satisfaction self satisfaction because I got the um, platinum for MLB the twelve the show because sports games are notoriously difficult mm. and I think two uh, percent of the people who play it have the platinum and I'm happy to be that two percent because I I worked my ass off for that. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, two more honorable mentions: Dead Space. Why well, yeah, gotta be like Dead honest. Space One? I really like Dead Space One oh. and um, Portal Two. Portal 2, yeah. Very good games. Great in co-op as well. Good. I'd care more if you hadn't just slammed down no, my, I loved about Dead my Space. self-satisfaction from my platinum. I love about Dead Space is that it, like, I, my, my first foray actually into the survival horror genre was Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was so highly recommended. And my favorite version of that is the Wii version because of the pointer controls. Right. Um, it's probably the same thing with a move if you play with a move. Because you can control Leon the way you want, but when it comes to shooting the zombies, it's not as like stressful I guess no, it's still yeah. stressful because you know they're gonna like their heads are gonna pop off and they're gonna kill you but at least you can like back away and shoot yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. um, so I played Resident Evil 4 on um, Leon, Leon loaned it to me on GameCube and then I got it on like PS2 and then I got the Wii version and I liked that one a lot and so I was looking for more games and then in reviews for Dead Space they likened it to that and it it, d- it does play a lot like it like there are a lot of action components and there are set pieces and there's even elements where you have to uh, use um, quick time events to, uh, you know it's it's got a lot of variety there. They got the three, um, the zero G scenes, which were improved in the second one. Um, so I like a lot about that about that game. So the first one was an honorable mention on my list too. But I need to finish this up. Uh, so so Borderlands was number four. Bioshock was number three. I agree with what everything Leon said. Um, there's not really much more to add. It's a great game. Yeah. I, um, you should play. Yeah, you should play that game. And the ending is great because that ending makes you want to play the game again, but you're going to play it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's not about trophies. It's just about, it's about the game gives you mm-hmm. that kind of enjoyment. Uh, and I played the second one too and I really enjoyed that as well. It's kind of hard sometimes for me to tell which one I like better because of all the things that were improved with the second one but I kind of defer back to the first. Mm-hmm. And I've already pre-ordered and purchased Infinite? Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, me too. That's the game that's coming out that I'm most excited Come for. Come on, like two weeks, right? Yeah. Three weeks? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Dragon's Dogma is my number two. Um, <laughs> this is just a great combination of... Um, some open-ended RPG elements combined with combat uh, um, sensibilities of Devil May Cry mixed with Shadow of the Colossus. And one of the things that they really touted, that Capcom really touted for this game at E3, was look how realistic the monsters are. And the monsters are pretty cool. And you can jump on top of them and you can like slash mm-hmm. away at their neck and you play against the Chimera and you have to chop off the, liz- the snake tail first and then kill the goat head and then get, get that lion head and you're climbing all on top of it and it's like roaring and throwing you off and thrashing about and you grab onto a griffin and it flies up into the air and your, your, your teammates are shooting arrows at it and like you're on top of a griffin while the wind is sailing past you while arrows are flying past you and you're hacking away at it with your sword. Like it's just really amazing combat. Um, it has kind of asymmetric multiplayer, kind of similar to almost the way Dark Souls and Demon Souls does it, where like you can have other characters in your team that you are called pawns. They're all controlled by the computer, and then you can have those pawns go into other people's games, and then they can gain experience and learn about how to kill certain monsters and come back into your game, and they'll bring back gifts from that other player, and all of a sudden they'll be leveled up, and they'll like know now how better to fight a set of wolves because mm-hmm. they fought wolves in this guy's game and so now they experienced it and they can tell your other pawns how to fight. So it's kind of neat in that way. Um, it's really beautiful to look at. Uh, I just had a lot of fun with it. Um, it, it. It's one weakness is it doesn't have enough fast travel points. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think it's really, really inc- recommended. Uh, and my number one is Dark Souls. Wait, do you want to say anything about it? That's all I say. <laughs> one, of the best, one of the best games of this generation. Okay. Better, it does text everything that was great about Demon Souls and ramps it up. It doesn't makes, hold your hand. No, never holds your hand. The entire world is interconnected. 
um, this time around, so it's not like the Mega Man style of choosing a level in the first game. Um, even though there is like a hub uh, uh, area, but like it uses fire uh, places or, or um, uh, fire. I forget what they're called. They're called something. Whatever. Um, bonfire. Bonfire. Right? That's that's, a, that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Bonfire. Uh, as as kind of checkpoints around the world. Uh, I have you played, can fast travel, right? Uh, yeah, you can fast travel later on once you get uh, uh, once you kill a certain boss and uh, get the ability. And I have played through this game five times, so I'm on New Game Plus four. Um, and it's not to get trophies. Like the, I got, I got platinum after like two or three playthroughs. It's just like I had a buddy who picked this game up, and I wanted to play with him, and so we like um, would go on over the phone and just talk about because the game does not let you talk to people in the game. Like it wants to make things as obtuse as possible. Mm-hmm. So we had to like meet up at certain places on the phone and say, okay, meet me over here in this grove, and we'll summon each other into our game. And went through with him twice, playing through with him, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's gorgeous. It's dark. It's creepy. Uh, it is is old school sensibility hard. It is so difficult that you know you want to talk to people about it and get feedback from them, and you want to hear tips and tricks from them. Mm. Um, I, I I don't know what to say about it. It's just it's just brilliant, and I, it's hard to describe my love for this game. But I think it's connected to uh, older games like playing Ninja Gaiden and playing Mario and playing these games that were very very difficult in my youth. And in my household, it was like I don't know why it was this the case, but our philosophy was like you never give up. You paid the two dollars to rent this game, and we're going to beat it this weekend. Beat it. Mm. And often, I was I was too young, and my brother would beat it. So it was almost like my brother was like my exemplar, and he's like, "I died seven times on this pit. So what are we going to do?" And my other people's response to me has always been like, "Well, then I'm just going to play something else." But my brother was always like, "We're going to play it again, and we're going to do it right." And so he'd play it through. And I remember watching my brother play games like Final Fantasy IV and dying over and over again on Golbez until he got it right. And so I kind of got raised with that mentality, and you just. Mm. Doesn't matter how many times you do it, because the one time you do it right, you'll feel good. And I do feel a sense of elation from completing things that are super hard to do. Mm. So that's why in my adult years, I went through and on my own, I've beaten Castlevania One and Ninja Gaiden One, and uh, I found all the games that were supposed to be super difficult to do. Zelda Two, I can do without with dying, uh, with continuing once now, which is supposed to be a super butt hard game. Yeah, Shadow Link, but yeah, Jerk. Uh, but I can do Zelda Two that that well because I've got it memorized and I know how to do everything, and I and I just. That's what I recapture in Dark Souls and Demon Souls. That feeling of like mastering it, and um, I don't get that from other games. No, you know, in Prince of Persia, you fall in a pit, you die, it rewinds for you, or you can hit the rewind button and you're, you you yeah. do it again. And, and, and I don't like that as much. Mm-hmm. Leon, on oh, my turn. Let's see. It's let's, your turn. Let's take a look. Uh, okay. Just to give you guys an idea of time, we're hitting the two-hour mark. All right. Okay. So let's go number five. My number five PS3 game is. God of War 3. Okay. And the reason I love it is it's, it's in one word I can sum it up, epic. What what I mean by that? That word doesn't mean anything anymore. No, no. What I mean by... That game it, has been... That it is epic. Deep it, it's, but it's, I like that Liam's doing this. I like that he's like actually explaining what it means. Because everyone says everything's epic. It's epic in the, in the sense that... It's grand it's scope, the isn't scale, it? scale. Yeah. Like, first level, you're playing on Gaia. Yeah. yeah. So there's this moving giant goddess and you fight and a, you fight a boss a water horse crab creature from yeah. nothing. <laughs> you fight while you're on top of Gaia yeah. you fight the boss and she's yeah. reeling and, and you see her arms in the background yeah. flailing yeah. and she comes in and attacks you sometimes and it, it's crazy and then in the future level you're fighting Kronos mm-hmm. and like he's about a thousand times bigger than you so you're actually just attacking his hand yeah. and you're just attacking his little nail right here and it, it's crazy it's, it's, it's epic in every sense of the okay. classic word not not the overuse. The Zeus battle is pretty crazy. The scope, there's so much scope and scale. It's just, mm. it's just a giant 
excellent game. Like okay. even the gameplay is fun. Like it's it's repetitive. Yeah. You know, you do light light heavy, light light heavy, but yeah, it gets exactly the job. Right. It gets the job done. But <laughs> all these enemies on screen, like if you're fighting, let's say ten skeletons, they all pile on you, mm-hmm. and then you have to like tap the button to make them just fly across. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's crazy. It's a crazy okay. game. It's really good. I did. I, I enjoyed what I played of it. It's hyper violent. Yeah, if you like that. I don't like uh, Kratos. Kratos has himself. Like he's not really. Yeah. He's, he's a, not likable. You're not. A, you're not supposed to like he's him. A cypher, but I'd like he's, to like him. You know, I want to feel I like he has a just story. quest. But he doesn't. He just like rapes women and then like butchers them. I like the. I like the mythology. I like the story. Story is story is nice. Yeah. It's, See, that's the thing. Like the gameplay, it was too similar for you with Castlevania: Lords of Shadow. I like yeah. the story better in Lords of Shadow, but I was so burnt out on the gameplay because right. it's identical. Yeah. Like, here's a giant monster. You hit it until it's dizzy, and now you can ride it. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But overall, God of War, it, it's a fun game. You should okay. try it. Number four? Uh, number five, sorry. I don't know. I'm saying oh, number, what, four what number four out of this list? I'm going to go with Arkham City. Okay. Um, Ar- after you were hyping it up, I thought for sure it would be in your top three. No. Uh, Arkham City, I will say this. It's my number one superhero game of all time. Okay. I, I listened to your, your podcast about your superhero <laughs> games, and I was personally offended that it was Comic not- books. It was comic books' favorite comic book character. Uh, it's about games. Because Ninja Turtles aren't really superheroes. Okay, fine. But I was personally offended that this game was not in your top five for either of you. Because it, for well, me... Well, I told you why I don't like it. For me, it's brilliant. I love the combat. I love I love the... There's replayability. Like, I would just soar across the city looking for Easter eggs. I mean, you can find Prime Alley and you can pay respects to your parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. You just find it. You don't... You don't yeah. It's there. You can... Um, you feel like Batman. What I mean by that is if there's a sniper that catches you, if he shoots you, you're dead. Like, and you have to restart I do like feeling like if a sniper shoots me, I'm dead. No, but no, what, I mean, has what to I mean, what I for snipers, he never gets shot. What I mean is, there's no life bar. Like you're human, you're still human yeah. underneath that armor. If, if a gun hits you, guess what? You're done. Yeah. And like, there's lots of yeah, but, plus. <laughs> but when he swoops down at high speeds from like seven <laughs> stories up and then slams into a guy awesome. at full speed, awesome. and you hear that pow sound when he's been knocked out. Superman, uh, Batman will be dead from that. Like, there's no way you could collide with someone and not both be spattered. So it's not super realistic. At but, least it gives you enough. Of yeah, that. and there's side quests galore. I mean, you can find Mad Hatter and you can fight yeah. a little mission for him, or you can you can try to find Deadshot. There's all kinds of things going on in that game. Even there's little touches where if you see Azrael and you throw a batarang at him, he's gonna catch it, mm. which is really cool. Because like, he's gonna punch Robin in the face. <laughs> Robin's like a bear, just smacks Robin. Even the collectibles, there's collectibles in that game, but yeah. but the challenges they're fun because they're not all the same. Like you, you might have to take a picture, try to try to line up a question mark for the Riddler, mm-hmm. and like it's obscure, so you have to find the right angle to do it. Mm-hmm. So it adds replayability. I like it. And then even after you beat the game, you can do the challenge modes, which is predator missions, which is like uh, Spider-Man Noir. That's where they lifted it from. So there's a room, and you have to knock out all the enemies without them seeing you, and do all these kind of objectives. God, I, hate, for that. I hate that fucking mode. It is so fun. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying they lifted it from Spider-Man Noir? Or no, Spider-Man, lifted Spider-Man from Noir, is, those levels are highly inspired by the, the Predator rooms. Because Spider-Man Noir is inspired from Arkham Asylum. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, that's what it means. Okay. The Arkham games. Yeah, I just didn't... Yeah, good. The Arkham games in total. But I like Arkham City more because it's just bigger. And you can explore the city. And like you How much time did you spend in detective mode? Uh, 50% of time. Uh, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough? Anyway, so yeah, you guys... Uh, it's, a, it's It's brilliant. I know you don't like the and that, and that, is, that is a popular opinion. It's a brilliant. I like the voice acting. Like I don't know why. The voice acting is great. Something just bugged me. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I can't even explain it. Like I, I remember know. hearing everyone's raves about the second Arkham one. Arkham City. And I was just like, eh. 
It's the same. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I don't feel like as a game. I mean, I feel like it maybe gets hyped up because of the license a lot. It has a great of... story and a great great people are in it. I agree with that. As I said, I could probably sit down and watch you play, and I'd probably enjoy. You that feel more. like Batman when you're. Feeling... I would probably enjoy that even more though, than playing myself. Even though you don't like the simplistic like auto targeting and stuff, there's something fun about taking on 20 enemies, not being touched, doing a hundred hit combo. It's it's pretty. After a while, like the, do they like do it the over and over again. Take though. too much damage. I also find that I take wait. Super Batman should be able to do one punch a lot of people, and he's you like. Can, like I, I sit here and I'm playing it myself, or I watch Adam play it, and some of these guys take like eight, nine hits to knock down. I'm like, what? If you build up your combo, you do more damage, and then you can press one button to knock out one guy. See, I don't feel I don't feel powerful enough in some ways as Batman because Batman is like I feel like he's better than the fighting suggests. Like he should be one shot throat punch or kick, and the guy's down. But like you're just beating and wailing on these guys, like hitting them and hitting them and hitting them, and then finally you hear that big pow sound. Like fine, that guy's down. And I got eight <laughs> more guys, and just you're just like like they should be their caves their skulls uh, caved in because of this. That's kind of like vehicles and heroics. These vehicles should be pulverized. Well, it's, it's, it's my problem with a lot of like these like even Castlevania did the uh, the original Castlevanias are great because most the characters you hit are one, one shot one hit. maybe two yeah. and then like an armored guy's like oh man four hits that's crazy and the Medusas are one hit but then look like, at the new Castlevania they're just like well we have to do they have, life what, bars. They have to do what God of War does yeah. so you're thrashing around over and over in these area effects and these spinners and you're like a, like a saw blade and you're air comboing them <laughs> I'm like that's a skeleton there's no characters in these games that take one shot, no. and I like this simplicity and the smoothness of progressing through the level like hitting, like hitting yeah. your obstacles, not by everything being this damage battery, this yep. damage sponge. Yep. And with the new DS one, Mirror of Fate, I, I'm interested in it. I tried the demo. I tried. Yeah, me too. But they, I feel like it's, it's trying to be too much of that same kind of combo, mm. combo, combo, combo. There are other things about it, though, that were neat. Like, the map was neat and traversing and finding things and the keys. I might pick it up, but uh, I would like to just hit a a skeleton and it explode. (laughs) Rather than having to, like, have it fall down and then you, like, do a finisher on it. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. Uh, Number three. um, Dead Space franchise, if I was supposed to pick, I like Dead Space 2 more. Now, you played three. I haven't played three yet. Oh, oh. I'm waiting for you. You're waiting for me? I'm waiting for the price drop. Okay, I'll wait. Okay, I got plenty of games happening right so now. So it's possible three could because I've been looking at some videos and some gameplay in three. Yeah, yeah. And I'm we'll kind of together. excited for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So number two is my my favorite, just because I like um, it's bigger, it's bigger, more explosions, but it's still it's still the same, the same game. And what I love about Dead Space is they really fleshed out the backstory. Like you don't even see half the things that are going on. You have to research online, read books about it. But it's cool. There's like a religion, and they worship this marker, and it's all about that. And it's I really like it, and even even game world itself. You you you're walking around the space station, and you see little ads for like I don't know for products. So it makes it more like cosmetic surgery, like look perfect or whatever. Yeah, or even just like a like pop, like soda pop. There's a little poster for like drink this because it was once a city. Yeah, exactly. So it it feels like it's more lived in, more realistic. Like it just brings in the realism and immersion. I feel like Bioshock does that better though. It does that too. That's another reason why I love that too. But um, overall, I just I just like it. It's. It's it's becoming more action oriented. It's not survival horror anymore, but I'm okay with it. It's 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 good. I like it. <laughs> Number two, Uncharted two. Okay. Mm. Um, the scope in that game is really good. Like you just start the game and you're injured on this train and the train is falling down and you have to climb out of the train before you die. Yeah. It's crazy. It's such a crazy. Nice, that is a nice way to and start. And there's so many good set pieces in that game. I love I love the train level where you're on the the. Yeah. The running train, you have to reach the the, yeah. the front compartment. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's beautiful, and even the the building falling down where the helicopter shooting oh, at yeah, you. Do yeah. you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. That's really good, and I like the story. It seems like a like an action movie, but like 
No, 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 it totally is. That's how they marketed it. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's a fun popcorn action movie. The voice acting's great. It is. The story's really nice. It's, it's, it's really fun. It's got some more memorable characters in the second one than the first one, I think, too. I feel, yeah, I feel the second one. Like, the villains were a little bit more fleshed out. And, yeah. And also a little bit less, um, kind of bland. Because at the very end of Uncharted 1, you just have those monsters. Yeah, it's boring. It just kind of feels like, what? Like, what turn did I take that this suddenly... <laughs> well, there's became... monsters in number two as well. There is. It, it's it borrowing felt... from um, Lara Croft heavily. Like, it's it's yeah. based on Tomb Raider, and she always has monsters. True, but I feel like the second one, it built up a reason for the monsters to be there and mm-hmm. when they were. Whereas Drake, the first one just kind of happens. Drake's likable. He's a good main character. He's an interesting character. He's and I like... Hmm? Yeah. He's Nathan Fillion. Basically. <laughs> he is. Uh, and having... Yeah, there's, and there's different types of things that the second one really brought to the game that the first one didn't like having the stealth modes yeah the stealth kills that you have to it's just it's just, it's a fun game you, you have to try it it's just, yeah. it's just fun one thing I did like with the third one though is having young Drake it's kind of interesting young Drake yeah that was nice that was nice because he played he did play a little bit differently like mm-hmm. he wasn't just a younger like a, a younger looking sprite and he... 3 was good too like I, I like the, the desert levels my, and... my only problem with the the third one was uh, that stupid part where you're just kind of walk, wandering around yeah you're yeah, not really yeah, sure yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah, yeah, yeah. which is kind of cool but also kind of like okay am I done I like the like um... can I just get on to the next thing like I don't know where I was going or what I was supposed to be doing. I like the. Uh, do you remember the, the fight where you're you're on the plane that's like falling, like going yeah. down? Yeah, no, that was. And awesome. you're hanging off the the cargo rope. Yeah, no, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then they used that level as a basis for a uh, PlayStation All Stars mm-hmm. level. Well, it was a good, it was a good franchise. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad in some ways that Naughty Dog isn't doing anymore right now at least for now because yeah. and that they are spending time on something else. But it seems like they do three games of something and then they're done. Well, the joke is they do they do three games and then they do a card version of the game. Yeah. Because what they did was they did the three Crash yeah. and then Crash Team Racing. Yeah. And then they did the three Jack games and then they did Jack Racing. There's a Jack Racing game? There yeah, is. it's very... Why? Exactly. So they're joking that they'll make the three and then they'll make Uncarded. You know? <laughs> but, uh... I would buy that, sadly. And uh, my number one game, which is very similar to Nathan, it's Demon's Souls. The only reason I picked this one over Dark Souls is I haven't played Dark Souls. Which is shocking because I love Demon Souls so much. I put about 120 hours into. So why game. haven't you tried Dark Souls then? It just what happened is I bought it and then two or three other games came out that, okay. and I didn't so, want to. So you own it. I own it and I I fully intend to play it. But when it came out, I, I felt like I didn't want to invest 100 hours in this game when I could beat these games that Fair were enough, yeah. that were 10 hours, 15 hours, and then mm-hmm. I was gonna eventually get onto that. But then yeah. I just I just that happens felt, a lot. Felt bogged down. But I want to play it. What I love, reflecting Nathan, what I love about Demon Souls is it doesn't hold your hand. It's it's brutally hard. It's um, there's no like uh, tutorial level or anything like that. You just well, they, they throw you in the game. It's like five seconds with like press this to attack. Yeah, and then, like, exactly. then there's like a demon. It's like yeah. you're dead. Yeah, yeah he kills you. And then yeah. like, what the hell just happened? I'm dead. Yeah, the tutorial is not like I don't know. But I can't say it's not helpful, but it's not mm-hmm. what it is in other games. It's just it's just a pure purely. Well, it's not handholding. That's usually at what it, all. That's like, usually what it's even the mythos is. of the world, you yeah. have to like pick up weapons and read the weapon descriptions, yeah. and then piece. It. There are like wikis dedicated to like finding out how things are connected, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the voice acting is great. It the is. voice acting is really excellent, and and there's just, just intensity where if you're playing Demon Souls and you die, yeah. and you know your souls, all yeah. the souls you built up for hours, yes. they're in a the little point, yeah. and because you die, all the enemies yeah. respawn. Yeah. Oh, so wow. to get there. You have to make sure you kill all the enemies and reach your souls before yeah. they kill you again. Because if you die before you collect all your... Yeah. Your souls are basically your experience. Like, and currency. Okay. And currency. Okay. So if you die before you retrieve your souls again, yeah. they're gone. Oh, wow. Forever. 
So, like, you could be playing six hours, not dying, and you have, let's say, $10,000 worth of souls. Yeah. And, and you could just lose it all. And you're like, oh, I just lost six hours of all this. I gotta and do usually when you die is a difficult part. So, it's not like you can go back to an easy part to get them again. You have to go back to that choke point that killed you the first time. Yeah. But it is incentive to play again, isn't it? Yeah, but I love it. I love, I love the challenge. I love that it says... We're gonna like it wasn't the wasn't the tagline for Dark Souls prepare to die yeah. like it's just just it's on the box just taunting you wow. like we're we're gonna try so hard to just to break your will and make you not want to play this game now I will say they take out in Dark Souls that whole um, the, the dark and light the the tendencies, tendencies, that's yeah. gone so like one of the problems Adam with Demon Souls is it's so hard on, on its own mm-hmm. but the more you die in a level the darker the level gets which makes everything harder yeah so wow. you're, it's harder for dying wow so for failing you are rewarded with a tougher time yeah so the enemies that, get beefier and that takes uh, there's also like a character tendency as well which is gone in the, in the next game so it's it, Dark Souls is always just difficult like there's there's a change in tendency mm-hmm. uh, because you can also make levels easier in the first game by like succeeding in killing demons and doing mm. other, other tasks saving people uh, and even like Christmas they have a thing where all the servers will switch all the world yeah. tendencies if you play on Christmas day or whatever everything becomes pure white so everything's easier and gives more souls and then Halloween, everything was black. <laughs> so they actually... That is really cool. I did like that mechanic, but um, by making everything interconnected, one big world, it was more... I guess it was too difficult for them to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just always hard. And you can only... I don't know if you know this, but you can only get certain items if it's yeah. white or yeah. dark. Wow. So some, some people white, don't even appear. Some characters don't even appear. Yeah, yeah. Certain thing, yeah. But yeah, it's my favorite... This is probably my favorite RPG this gen, I have to say. So uh, that's Where what Where from Japan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these like WRPGs or Western RPGs, like you know Mass Effect coming in and saying like and, and Skyrim and, and Fallout, and everyone's really buying them. They're really you know, pulling yeah. them. So, because to be fair, the Western RPGs are, I don't know, they're not as obtuse always, and they're not um, steeped in this other culture. Like whenever JPG comes over, people feel like this doesn't feel like it's from us. It feels like it's from Japan. And it's yeah. obvious. They're anime. It's bright. You know, they mm-hmm. um, so they feel like the Western RPGs are more tapping into our culture. And yet, I and I agree. Probably the best RPG RPGs of this generation are Japanese. Yeah, you know what I didn't mention about Demon Souls. That's why I mentioned. I love the combat. It's methodical. Like if you mm-hmm. if you attack somebody and you miss mm-hmm. and they kill you, it's your fault. Yeah, you didn't. It's you didn't never do unfair. It. It's never cheap. It's never unfair. Yeah. Every time you die, it's your fault. It's a very deliberate combat. Yeah. It's not high glossy and fast paced like no. Devil May Cry. It's just like I'm going to block or parry, and if you take a chance to parry. You could get slaughtered, yeah, but exactly. if you can if you can time it perfectly right, you can shove the sword right through them. They're dead. Like it's so cool. So I am never going to let you guys watch me play on the PS4. <laughs> I want to see you play Demon Souls. I don't want I any, to see you. I don't want. To, I don't care who it is. When I don't want play, you to see me play, play anything. That's the thing about these two games. I'm fascinated watching people play it because it's so. Everyone plays it differently. You'll never see someone play the same way. Mm-hmm. Some guys like more on magic. Someone's more on archery. Some person like uses a lot of parrying and a lot of risk reward. Some people are very defensive. Like it's it's like. I feel like God of War, people play it the same way. Yeah. And, and Uncharted, it's steered so you play it, it the same way. Yeah. But Dark Souls and Demon Souls, it's fascinating mm. for me to see them do that. And mm. like they know secrets I don't know about and they like, walk off a ledge I'm like, you're going to die. It's like, no. And they walk up a ledge yeah. and then rolls at the last yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he survives. I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> like, it is like nothing else. Right. I killed uh, I killed two bosses in Demon Souls. I found that you, they don't have to see you. You just shoot them far away and you kill them. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. You can shoot through <laughs> the, the mist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little bit of the game in the game there. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. sometimes, especially with those two man-eaters, you kind of need a little bit of help you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. killed one. I killed the, one. The double bosses, when the, in, in Dark Souls, is a double boss uh, that is considered to be one of the hardest sequences mm-hmm. in any game. Um, I don't disagree necessarily. Then there's one later on called the Four Kings, where if you're not careful, you can end up with four bosses on you. At the same time. <laughs> you have to kill them one by one, and if you're too slow, that is brutal. Wow. So I'm I'm fully mean to try Dark Souls. I'm gonna get there. 
I hope, hope you get, get there. there I hope you get there. Uh-huh. Hmm. And if you want, I'll start again from level one. I'll play with. Hey, there it is. Wow. Play online. We'll play. We gotta play uh, Dead Space Three though. Yeah, we gotta do that too. You gotta get that. But this is sweet. We can at least like talk each other over a headset, can't we? Yeah. Dark Souls, no. You have to get like your your cell phone out and like put on a little <laughs> headset. You have to, and then you know the game tries to prevent you from talking to people. It's great. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Journey. Journey, you can't really. Yeah, Journey kind of took that online. Um, I like Journey. Journey would be an honorable mention. Did you me. play it? I played a half of it. Half? You have to. When did you play it? it? Like recently? I have it. How could I know, you not but finish? I know you had it, but I thought you it's like a three-hour experience. Oh, you right. got it. No, it's emotional at the end, especially it's, when you okay. played with someone. Like when someone's there. Remember on the mountain? Yeah. I don't want to be in the way, but when you're there with someone else and you're in that last sequence, mm-hmm. it's like there's a sense of like completion, but also like sadness, and it's yeah. crazy. I was, with, I was with someone. Yeah. There's something to be said just about a, a game that's just you know you move and jump, and that's the only thing you can do. Uh, yeah. Like um, a game from this generation I really enjoyed, and I only got it because it was on Plus. Was Outland. Um, Outland, yeah, uh, yeah which I, I mean, I, I couldn't beat it because I, I suck at games. It's like, but uh, <laughs> I really, really love like, it. I don't know, Ninja Gaiden combined with, um, uh, crap, I can't remember the name of the game anymore. Oh, it's on GameCube. It's a shooter. My treasure, yeah, Ikaruga. It's like Ikaruga combined with like Ninja Gaiden because mm-hmm. it has these combo-based things with the sword, but yeah. then it also has the light and the dark. The light and the dark is a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah. and it was. I just found that so, like when I, again I ended up getting frustrated and just kind of said goodbye. I don't care anymore <laughs> because I can't beat you and you kick my ass. And what are we talking about? Like Outland, that game. What? I I, I got stuck gave up. at the last boss. Oh, it's too bad. It was very frustrating. Cool. Very colorful. He's very colorful. All I just the blue and reds. I'm just not good. Like, I, I love games, and I like playing, but there's a lot of things I'm just not good well, at. Well, as you can imagine, the whole game makes you switch back and between into polarities as you're doing things. And, of mm-hmm. course, the last boss is just full of polarization switches. Yeah, and, and I, I just couldn't do it all at once. So. <laughs> it, it is what it is. I know my limitations as a gamer. I'm not that good. Um, yeah, but, see, in my household, that wouldn't be enough. You just keep doing it till you get it. And one day you would get it. Yeah. One day, Adam. Every, and, like, what? and one day soon, we'll watch you try to get it, and we will, we will enjoy ourselves. You know how badly it. I yeah, don't want that to happen. This, let's touch on this a little bit then, because we're yeah, we're moving into it anyway. Well, tell us about your dream, Nathan, that we were talking about two months ago. I guess I wish I had it on the on, the, on air before it ever came out on the press conference. You did. No one could believe me. Yeah. Uh, my dream is just to be able to watch people play gameplay. I want to see what they're doing. Like right now on the PS3 or even on any other console, on Xbox, you can see when they come online. You can see what they're playing, but. Um, you can't see what they're doing. Like, no. I want to know when Leon comes on, he's playing Dead Space 2, I kind of want to know what area he's in. I don't mm-hmm. want to have to message him and wait for the message to be back to say where he's in. Mm-hmm. I want it to be like walking into someone's room in a dorm room in a university. Yeah. Or, you know, at home in your basement, you come over to see your friend, you walk in, and what is, what is he playing? And it's like on the middle of Star Tropics right now. And you're like, well, that's a one player game, I'm not going to bug you. But I'll watch you play to the end of this box, and you sit back on the couch, and you watch your friend mm-hmm. work through it. And he goes, like, I'm really struggling with this. You want to give it a shot? And he hands you the controller. Mm-hmm. Um, the controller thing, the whole taking over someone's game, that wasn't part of my dream. My dream was just I want streaming gameplay. You want to see people play. What I game was it that I was playing and I was stuck somewhere? And it was uh, Sonic Generation. Uh, not Sonic Generation. It was Sonic 4 Part 2. Okay. You're and on you, a boss. I was on a boss. And you're trying to describe it to me. Yeah, I couldn't And it's like, really. do you know, can you think of any way to hit him? I can't really think of how to damage him. And I'm like, I can't, I don't know what you're doing. So I had to go on YouTube and yeah. watch someone's gameplay. But then I was watching them gameplay how to beat the boss. So it wasn't like I could be helpful in mm. figuring it out. Yeah, I yeah. just, oh, I saw what you do and I told them what to do. It'd be so much cooler to come in and actually watch what he's playing. He's talking to me. He's like, look, I don't know. What do you have any ideas? Mm. And I give him an idea and he tries it. He's like, oh, yeah, that works. That's great. <laughs> that, that's what you would do at a buddy's house. That you part is fun to me. The Leon watching me cackling as, I, gonna do. as I fail at Arkham World is not a good But it's also great to see things that are crazy like you pull off thing in a game that you never thought you could do mm-hmm. where you, you do a race on like Mod Nation Racers and you do it better than anyone's ever done it and mm-hmm. then you totally like you're like this is amazing I wish someone could have seen that 
Well, now that Sony is doing this whole streaming thing, the sharing yeah. thing, you can. And that was my dream. I wanted to be able to see that. And it made you really excited for the PS4. Because before you were yes. like, eh. Well, I don't know. I think I was excited anyway. I, I We got popcorn and everything. We watched oh, that did press you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Amber came home and... I always knew I was going to buy it. It's just I'm still not. I'm going to wait at least a year. I'm really excited for the PS4. One because I feel like Sony learned a lot this generation. They did. What I mean by that is they started <laughs> this generation very arrogant because yeah. they're coming in as the PS2. You know, we made, we sold 150 million. You're going to get two jobs to buy yeah, this yeah, thing, that, and you're going to like it. They said two things. They said to the consumers, "You're going to buy it at six hundred dollars yeah. because yeah. it's PlayStation. Who cares? You're buying it." And they said to the developers. We made this really hard, this obtuse system, yeah. and you're going to develop for it because it's PlayStation. And yeah. we did it, and they said this bullcrap, like, and we made it so obtuse because we want you to squeeze out the best yeah, games exactly. towards the end of the generation. Yeah. We don't want to make it easy at the beginning. Like, screw you, what are you talking about? You don't want to make good games at the beginning of the generation? Like, yeah, it was yeah. all full yeah. of, like, And, and so, so they came on with all this bravado, like, yeah. we're number one, you're going to do it, it's PlayStation. Hu- and, hu- hubris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the yeah. developer said, no, no, there's this Xbox over here, and it's, it's PC architecture, it's easy to develop for. It's already been out for a year. It's already been out for a year. We're going to use that because it's so simple. Because we're, we're a business. We won't make money. We're not going to waste And development money. costs are getting higher with yeah, HD, exactly. so they want to keep them down. So because it's easy, we're going to go for the Xbox. And consumers said, you know what? Xbox is $400. We're going to buy that too. And then PS3 was like, what's going on? What's going on? And then the price drop and price drop and, and price, price drop. drop. And yeah. now they're finally being competitive and it's too late. And, yeah. and what happened this generation is, is PS3 learned. And now I would say they're on par because the, the PS... I feel PSN is better than Xbox Live because it's free yeah. and it has pretty much all the same features. And so they learned from that. Now it's a really good service. Mm-hmm. And the games they've caught up, they're, they're on parity now. Sometimes they're better on PS3, yeah. And coming in this generation, I feel like they said, okay, developers, we've learned. We want to make something easy to develop for and powerful just for you guys. Make it simple and streamlined. And consumers, I hope that they're going to make a price point where it's not ridiculous. That's the big question. And they were very vocal about their, their kind of like piecemeal or their yeah. kind of mend bridges with developers and say like, this is what we've done, this is why we did it. Um, and I think that's a good sign. That's always what you want to see. Yeah, so I feel like Sony was humbled for the PS3 generation yeah. and this generation they're hungry. They let, me, let me give you a numbers example of how bad it has been for Sony. Now that they're competitive now, but watch this. Okay, there are almost no Xbox 360s in Japan. Very, very few. No, There's yeah. only like, like 100,000. Hmm. Um, the PlayStation 3 has been on sale for how many years? Six. Seven. Six, almost seven six years. Six to seven years. Okay. Six and nine? Uh, the 3DS is coming on to its second year. Second. Now. There are more 3DSs sold in Japan than there are PS3s. Wow. As of now. Crazy. That's how crazy it is. That shows you two things. First of all, the Japanese are more obsessed with handheld gaming because mm-hmm. the PS... The PS... Um, uh, uh, P. A P is still selling better than the Vita in Japan mm-hmm. because of Monster Hunter. But they dropped the price, so hopefully... They did, yeah. They're trying to cater to that. Yeah. And the 3DS is selling so well it's outsold even the PS3 owners, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, it shows that and it also shows that um, when you have priced something so high it makes it so much harder for people to put it in their home it makes it harder for them to buy these uh, devices not everyone has a tablet because I don't want to spend $600 necessarily on a tablet well I don't know if you remember but actually in Canada it was like 700 for, for the PS3 yeah it was crazy what did you buy yours for Adam? I think it was like 6 or I something I paid 5 and you guys bought that 250 gigs or? No, 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 no. Or there no. wasn't even that existing at the time. No, it was eighty. Eighty was the highest at the time. Yeah, yeah I paid five hundred. No, no, there, the was, only reason there I... was higher, but the but the the whole point of getting the eighty and the reason why you got yours when you did, I think. Yeah, yeah, I bought it because they there was a press release. This was around E three where they said they're taking out the backwards compatibility. Terrible. So I said, uh oh, I better get one of these before they're gone. So I went to the store that day and I bought the Metal Gear Solid Four bundle because that's the one I that's the one where they said that was the last one that had backwards compatibility. Now, how do you feel about taking out backwards compatibility with the fourth system? Mistake. That mistake. 
not have it. I'm okay with it. You know why? Because they mentioned the Gaikai. The, the, the streaming. streaming service. So if you want BC, it's going to be there. We yeah. could buy it again. We don't know. We don't know. If you're a member of PS Plus, maybe it'll be free. We don't know. They should, right? As long as you have the license for it. I feel like yeah. they should port it over. But... but I understand why they can't do it. Because they... It's... PS3 is... It's kind of like... The, the way they develop it, it's so alien to what's happening to this new one. Yeah. Because for this new PS4, they're going... Um, I'm not really a programmer, I don't know the term, but it's called x86 programming, which is apparently the standard, the most uh, simple mm. programming language. Because the developers, okay. that's what they want. They want yeah. it easy. So that's I wasn't even talking about disc games. I was just saying, like, PSN stuff. That's what my concern is. Like, I don't care whether the disc stuff is. is my concern is, can I play Bonnet Commander Rearm 2 without paying oh, okay. them any more money? Well, I, yeah. they let me do it. And we don't know yet. We don't know about that. But, I mean, for disc games, it's not Doesn't it seem like a mistake to not do that, though? I mean, what, to disc backward compatibility? No, to... Disc compatibility. Yeah, because Microsoft different. doesn't really do it. And Nintendo, actually, Nintendo has been doing it a little bit. Like, Nintendo's at one generation. One well, generation they does. did it with Wii and GameCube. Yeah. And now on the Wii U, you can play Wii games. So but they not are GameCube. doing. But, and then you can play like NES games and Super Nintendo games, and they're saying GameCube games might come to the virtual console. So they're trying it that way. But that's yeah. still not technically like truly backwards compatible, yeah. right? No. But plus, even buying things on the virtual console, I mean, it's so far back that I don't feel like it's. I'm really buying it again. Because it's it feels different. Well, Something in some sense. cases, like you've never bought it, you know. Like I yeah. never bought Ninja Gaiden three as a kid, no. and now I got it for five bucks. Whereas if it's something from like the system, like right before, and I already purchased it, I don't want to buy it again. I don't want to have to buy yeah. PS like the PS three version of Tetris again. I say PS4. that all the time, but I uh, as of a month ago, I have purchased Mega Man two five times, <laughs> and I just purchased it again on the on the three DS. <laughs> I have the I have the anniversary collection. I was thinking I, about buying it. I saw it on the three DS eShop. Have, I love that game so much. It's I want to play it. Everywhere. It's my favorite. It's top five NES games. Mega Man two. That's my second favorite. And it's game. the only Mega Man game I've I owned for NES back when I was a kid. Really? I'd like the third one. I never played the third one. Oh, you should. That's a good guy. At the time. I played it uh, on the PS2 anniversary club. Terrible. Wow, it's the same game. It's the, the music's not emulated very well. Oh, is that why? I, I don't know. I don't have the frame of reference. No, it's 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 not as bad as the GameCube version. Now all of a sudden, the frame of reference, Nate. Anyway, P- PS3 and PS4, I feel like a hungry Sony is, uh, is a good Sony. Yeah, I and agree. a competitive Sony is good for everybody. Yeah, for everybody, Com- competition is really good. I'm surprised they didn't give us more of a sensible a sense of the price, though. Because that's I'm what not, everyone. Really I'm not about. at all. No, they want to do things. They want they want to wait for Microsoft they to do. do some things, and they want to be able to adjust things. Because they don't want to say, "Hey, this is going to be 500 bucks," and then Microsoft goes 399. Yeah. They don't want to do that. That's what happened with the 3DS and um, and, and the Vita. Vita. Nintendo got this whole feedback from E3, and they're, everyone's really excited for this. We can charge 250, no problem. Everyone seems really excited. That turned out not to be the case. The hardcores bought it in the first month, yeah. sold well, and then the months preceding, it following that, it floundered. So then they make this giant price cut, but they did it in co- correspondence with like what they knew the Vita was going to be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they were, the more and more of the specs of the Vita were coming out, they had an idea. They knew what Sony was going to do. Sony's talking about how powerful they want to make it, and so that price cut positioned them extremely well to be very competitive against mm-hmm. the Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that's what for me that's like my primary question like I, I know it'll play better like I, I almost don't care about the rest are you worried that you didn't see an actual case do you care about the actual box I don't care no Nathan's going digital next when time. did I care about I'm already, I'm already digital now when I've actually talked Amber into it PS4 you're digital for sure right, like, so Wii U right I... now I have a 2 terabyte drive I'm all digital my 3DS yeah. I bought a 32 uh, gigabyte uh, SD card I'm all digital wow. and the other day Amber's like you know what it makes so much more sense on a portable system to just have it there because she has a lot of her games on. Oh, downloaded. she's Vita Digital now. Uh, well, Vita, she only has the one game because oh, there's only one. This, no, not Persona. Oh, no, no, she has two. Persona okay. and um, that storybook game. 
Uh, yeah, what's it called? Um, Virtue's Last Reward. That's too Japanese for me. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so she will switch, but the problem with the with the Vita is like the cards cost so much money. Like yeah, for a thirty two gig cards, like a hundred bucks. It's like eighty bucks. It's terrible. Yeah, so, it's... but you can go out and get any kind of SD card. So she got sixteen gigs for uh, eight dollars at a sale. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's got she's doing that with her three DS. And you're right with the PS4, all digital. If I get a seven twenty, it'll be all digital. Hmm. I'm done with physical media. Are you getting PS4 day one? No. I would say no. You're gonna show up. And Amber will probably pre order it anyway. Really. Yeah, she's gung ho. She wow. loves her systems. I can't justify it. I'm, I'm, I've never gotten a Sony system day one. This will be my first one. I'm gonna get it right away. So the controller, they've made the the, the analog sticks concave mm-hmm. to kind of fall more in line with what Sony does. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Microsoft. Um, they've they made the, the triggers sh- better. The trigger. Uh, now I don't like any analog buttons at all on my on my console on my on my system. Like with the GameCube with those spongy analog yeah. things. I hate them Terrible. I hate the PS3 ones I don't like the triggers on the, on, the, on the Xbox I want immediate reaction because I'm a very twitch gamer I, I like games that need immediate reaction the time. Wii U okay. gamepads um, yeah they're analog they're digital. digital I prefer digital I know a lot of people are complaining they like the analog I don't see the point of analog at all hmm. and the only person like you don't need it for shooting games you need no analog gift for shooting it's you don't, racing. You don't have to shoot slowly it's for racing that's all it is well you know how I race how I drive my car. I push the pedal down, and then if I don't need gas anymore, I take it off. Yep. Like, I know a gas pedal, you can do adjustments, like an analog yeah. thing. But in a, in, a, in a racing game, I I, in Mario Kart, I press the button to drive, and then when I want to slow down, I either hit brake or I, or I, or I, <laughs> I don't even slow Or down. you just take your button, your finger off the button, and your guy slows yeah, down. Yeah. It's not a problem. <laughs> it is so pretentious to say, I need to have a slow adjustment. Why? What racing game do you play where you slowly accelerate? Everybody floors it when you accelerate off the line. Nobody slowly drives in a racing game. Like, everyone goes by and you're like, I'm going to take my time because of this button. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. But it has this touchpad. It does. I have a theory of what that's going to be used for. I have no idea. Does anybody have a theory? I have no, no idea. The only thing I can think is useful for... Now, if, you haven't, if you're listening you haven't seen this, go look up a picture of this because it's about like a two-inch wide... It's like a mouse trackpad, isn't it? it, but, it but it's smaller than that. Oh, yeah, it's very right. tiny because that's a fit on oh, the DualShock. Right. Yeah. I think it's going to be used for navigating menus. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very yeah, small yeah. touch interface, and if you don't want to shift over to, like, something on a menu and, and with your joystick, yeah. my only theory is that you're going to be able to just kind of drag it like a touchpad, mm. and it will show up on your screen where you're dragging, yeah. and then you can just kind of, like, press the button when you found it. That's the only thing, because it's so small, you can't use it as an interface, really, as a mm. game, unless the only interface is touch. Like, yeah. tap really hard. Then you can do it. But you can't draw things on no, it. You no. can't use it as an actual one-to-one screen with your real screen. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I think it's going to be useful for is, like, quick guidance of menus. Mm-hmm. Which would be fine with me. I prefer that. I much prefer touch compatibility with menus. Going through a store is obnoxious, but go, selecting everything one by one. So if they use it for that, okay. But I can't think of another reason to use it. How do you feel about the uh, sharing functionality that's coming? Um, I think it's great. I am worried about people... Um, spamming uh, or griefing me with videos about like um, um, teabagging people uh, so I'm going to have to worry about who I'm following necessarily per yeah. se but the biggest problem is I can see is just bandwidth, bandwidth. the cost mm-hmm. of bandwidth and I'm going to have to upgrade uh, Leon showed me a package did you I call him? Uh, I'm talking to Amber more about it because apparently it's an all-inclusive pack. I'll talk to you more about it okay, okay. Um, so there are a lot of people across North America that, that don't have um, no. high speed internet yeah. right now no. and the people who do have high speed they have bandwidth caps mm-hmm. so what that means for you when you're going to be having a lot of sharing content is I don't know how well that's going to actually work in practice right. I feel like it's one of those things that everyone says is going to be one thing yeah. and then it's a slightly different reality 
afterwards. And mm-hmm. Sony's famous for this. They come and say, <laughs> like, the emotion engine. You're going to feel and see the emotion <laughs> of the character. No. Okay, fine. And then, like, the online compatibility of SOCOM on the PS2. It'd be, like, faster than you've ever seen. No. Okay, fine. So they ha- they say things and it's yeah. always a little scaled back. But I don't... But that has a share button. There will be shareable features uh, and Which content. Which is uh, an evolution of your screenshots for... Right, but I don't feel like they're going to have the kind of interior architecture that they do with the Wii U where there actually is, like, a social network a where community? you can post things. Yeah. They haven't said anything about it. We don't know yet. Yeah. If it's just sharing video... That's not the same as being able to post and comment and ask for help yeah. and like give me advice and the screenshot is, is fine for that. Um, if it ends up having both the ability to share video and an, a robust kind of online community like a Twitter inside the architecture of the PS3 so only PS3 users can use it, uh, four users can use it, then, then, then I'll see that as being a direct competition with Nintendo mm-hmm. has right now. But I don't know if they will. Because you think about the amount of like resources you need to have, they have so many moderators yeah. on Wii U. Like I saw a guy draw a penis the other day, <laughs> and in five seconds it was taken down. That's like I, I just, like, it's they're so quick. So they've hired moderators to be twenty four seven across the board monitoring deleting those penises because <laughs> people are going to draw penises everywhere. Now that's because Nintendo is concerned about making the content like this more kind yeah. of inclusive environment where anyone can go. Yeah, Sony if- might. That was in your job, like yeah, on your. Card. I would love to delete penises I, for the. I delete penises. I would totally be a Nintendo penis. What did you do in your last I job? Well, I was monitoring this forum for. I was penises. a schlong sensor. <laughs> um, now Sony might not care. They might just go. We're going to have an open-ended thing. We're not really going to monitor, do whatever. But I feel like those kind of boards, those forums, are often combative and not fun to be on. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a thing to be said for some censorship. Like going on to uh, GameFAQs is very like. It's very competitive. Like, people post them questions like, what do I do in this level? And the first question back is like, what are you doing, you noob? You stupid. Don't you know how to play the game? Have you been on Game Pass? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's very aggressive. And when I go into Miiverse, like, there's, there's a sense of just like, there's no douches. No douche. Hmm. So I wonder how that's going to play out. And if Sony sticks to the video and Nintendo sticks to the kind of more forum Twitter-based thing, then they might just be different experiences. Mm-hmm. So it's a mm-hmm. wait-and-see kind of thing. But my, my one question is this whole streaming to the Vita. Yeah. Now, Nintendo yeah. created, if you read in Iwata Ask, where they talk about this streaming technology, Iwata said they basically created software that they have uh, patented to make the streaming um, delay virtually lagless. It's like 0.001 of yeah. a second, right? Mm. So Which is they, key. They, yeah. It is super key, absolutely. So they spend work, all yeah. this time and money to do this. I wonder what Sony's going to be able to do, A, in terms of lag, mm-hmm. B, the adoption rate of the Vita is so low people aren't going to necessarily pay $250 to get a Vita just to play off their TV. That's the cost of a Wii U, essentially. Mm-hmm. Are you going to buy a Wii U, or do you want to buy this controller just for that? Because right now, people aren't buying the Vita for the games, because the library isn't enough. Mm-hmm. So, not yet, but it will, it'll grow. Not yet, maybe. We'll see. We hope. But right now, as it is, uh, are they selling the Vita for its games in this press conference, or are they selling the Vita on what it can do with your console? And right now, this whole press conference was sold on what it does with the console. We still have yet to hear any good news for what the Vita is going to do in just its own library, yeah. which is a sad, a sad thing. And my third point is this: the Wii had problems with being um, mass developing between different studios for, for third parties because its interface wasn't didn't have all the buttons. Mm-hmm. When you look at a Wii Remote and the, and the uh, nunchuck, there's not enough buttons, and that was a concern. If I make um, a game for PS3 and Xbox, I don't want to port to the Wii because I have to change the controls. So Nintendo goes, look, fine. This time we're going to make a controller that has all the buttons. Two triggers on each side, L and R, Z and R, all this Four stuff. Four face buttons. Four face buttons, the whole shebang. We even have the R3 and L3 to compress on the analog joysticks. What does the Vita lack? It doesn't have an L3 and an R3, and it doesn't have a Z2 and an, uh, an R2 
doesn't have, it only has two, one shoulder button on each side. Yeah. So how do you stream a game that uses all the buttons? How do you stream Dishonored, which uses all the buttons, onto your Vita? I don't know. It'd be interesting. What do you do? You put all the buttons on the touchscreen? <laughs> I think there's a lot of obstacles that people aren't really considering mm-hmm. that to this. So I don't know if... People are worried. Nintendo fans have like really been worried, saying, "What's Nintendo going to do?" And I'm like, I don't think you guys need to be worried about any of that. No, it's mm. not going to be. It's not going to be the same as the Wii U gamepad because the Wii U gamepad standard. This is like an optional. Yeah, it's extra. the same problem with um, like like uh, Move. Classic controller. Move didn't come yeah. packaged in, so motion controls aren't really a thing with Sony. Yeah, they packaged connects in with the Xbox, but it's still plenty of Xbox users don't have it. Mm-hmm. Whenever you fracture the market like that, mm. there, you limit the number yeah. of games you can sell. That's why so, Motion right. Plus, you don't see much Motion Plus because it's it's fractured. That's that's true. Now yeah. with the Wii U, now they can yeah. because everyone has it now, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the, sa- the same problem with um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles for the GameCube. It was sold on this idea that you could play with your friends if they all had a Game Boy Advance four and they all had Kinect cables. <laughs> yeah. So you have to have four friends or three friends with a Game Boy Advance and you have to own this game and they all have to own Kinect cables. That being said, I did it once. I, I, it's really <laughs> fun to do yeah. but it's so infrequently used that the sales for that game can only be harmed by yep. the fact that the adoption yep. rate of that technology is not standard. That's mm-hmm. true. That is always an issue when you fracture the market like that. So it is interesting what is going to come out of this. But uh, I did think it was a very interesting conference. Yeah. What else are we forgetting to talk about? Uh, how do you feel about um, the fact that they said the PS3 gets smarter and it knows what you like? And oh, then, four, uh, PS4. And then uh, let's say a game comes out and it knows you like it. It'll have it preloaded. All you got to do is click the buy button and you're just playing. I'm going to turn that off. You're going to turn that off? Well, my bandwidth right oh, your now bandwidth. Hey, can't do it. I don't really need that. No? I appreciate it, but I don't think it's necessary. And then one of the questions I heard in the podcast was, what happens when there's an open world game? What exactly does it put on your hard drive? Mm-hmm. Does it download the entire open world vast game, like Skyrim? Yeah. Or does it download like an area so you can try it out? Oh, that's true too. You know yeah. what, how many gigs is that? You know what I mean? As the games will get bigger and bigger, is oh, it going to just download several 32, 40, 50 gig games onto your hard yeah, drive? Yeah, it's going to be... Hard what? drive is gone. How big are the hard drives? Have they announced no, that? No, no announcement oh, on that. Okay. Just curious. But the focus is Gaikai right now is streaming. So I think they're going to want to get away. Like they said there is hard drive storage space. They said that in the specs. Um, but they, I think they're going to really want to focus on the Gaikai because then there's no downloading of material for you to own, which yeah. they love. Then you pay for a license and you don't actually have anything. How do you feel about that? You. you hate that. Um, yeah, because there's, even with downloading and digital only, there's a sense of ownership. When it's only streamed, there's even less of attachment to the product. That's the same thing with iTunes, right? Like, I don't need to buy a CD anymore, but I like that the song's on my computer. Yeah. And if iTunes only said, look, sync up your iPod to this, and we'll put it on your iPod, but you can't have it anywhere else, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and once you lose the data from your iPod, like, you have to come back to us every time you need it. There's that feeling of dependency on them as the source. Yeah. And what happens when your internet goes down? Yeah. I can't listen to my songs or play my video games. Nope. That's why I want to have things there. Mm-hmm. What happens if, like, you know, there's this idea that... Um, the internet is everywhere and it really isn't and so I don't think they're going to do streaming only no they, they wouldn't do that they're, they're, they're going to give you options we know that you can buy retail anyway they're going to do retail they're going to do digital download and they're going to do streaming and, but my, I wonder how much they're going to push the Gaikai stuff and I think that they are going to try quite a bit my sadness on you going all digital is I can't borrow games from you like I really love Sonic Generations but never would have played it if you that is the one limitation right because any of my songs on my iTunes you can, I can make a copy for you yeah. Uh, with games, unfortunately, because of no probably way. with piracy, yeah. yeah, they're more guarded. It's just too bad because I, I like being able to try out a game, and sometimes uh, it'll be great, and I'll be like, okay, and I'll buy this for myself, or I won't bother. Or just the fact that I'll give you a game that you can borrow, and you can, I'll borrow one of yours. Like, I, yeah. it's you're going to lose out in that kind of experience. Just buy it. We'll play together, or you know what? Watch me play. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not the same. I like that, being able to you share. Can, that is cool, though. Demoing, that's a good way to sell games to people. Like, that's yeah. actually no, quite I agree. brilliant. That like, is quite true. A lot of Miiverse discussions are about what games are good to buy. Like, is this good to buy? There's tons of people always on Miiverse, like, how good is this to buy? And there are huge conversations, like, you should get it for these features. And so you have gamers selling other gamers on product. Yeah. Imagine just streaming it and going, like, okay, you want to see how good this game is? I'm going to put I'm gonna put it from level one, I'm, I'm going to play, play for you. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. That is very cool. And you can take over. You can say, okay, I'm trying. Here, go ahead. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's actually really that's just, awesome. So if I do these only digital downloads, you still kind of can borrow my games, can't Not you? the same way, though. Not the same way, but you I get, get my convenience factor. I get my convenience of having everything just downloaded, yeah. not to worry about stupid discs anymore. True. Um, and you get to play. All right. Um, now, do we have anything else we kind of wanted to add? or Anything else you're excited for for the coming generation, Leon? Um, I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see what developers will bring because they've been, they've been saying that they've been... Uh, they're too limited on the consoles because the, no. the, the the tech is too old. So I want to see what kind of new stuff. They're is there a game that you want the most, like from the make a sequel of or anything on the, on, like a God of War four? Is that what you're really excited? You know what for? I'm excited for? I'm always excited for new IPs because as the generation goes along, the developers they don't make new stuff anymore because they feel it won't sell as well. So yeah. there's always this proliferation of new IPs that come out when a new generation comes. Very see. true. Very true. But also one when they wrap up a little bit too. Like think about look about all the new IPs at the end of this console cycle. Yeah, and you've got like um, The Last of Us, and you've got Watch Dogs. No, like, that's true. Those are new, right? But I mean, like for this generation, Uncharted, Dead Space. Oh yeah, came out. Let's see, Demon Souls. Like there's just this new. That You're right. There's a I'm lot of new for. stuff coming. I'm excited in. for the new stuff. Because a lot of the developers like from the biggest games of the like Xenoblade. Game. That's new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just hey, Dark Souls Two has been announced. I'm excited for that. I don't care if it's like not a new IP. What if it's PS3 and PS4? What are you gonna get? Because oh. they they might do that. Because there's a couple games. Because always the, go higher. Always go to the best. In the first yeah. year, there's always the the cross platform games like Ultimate yeah. Alliance was for PS2 and PS3. Oh, and Twilight Princess for both. Twilight Princess. Um, but you know what? With the next gen looking the way it is, it's not the same jump to HD. So I don't think that I'm gonna be as impressed with the different graphics on each one. Like more transparencies and more particle effects don't necessarily make me need to buy no, a five hundred dollars system. No, it's not just graphics. There's like. If the online is better on PS4, they're fine. But like AI, like let's say. Yeah, but if they're making a game for cross buy, they're not going to change the AI on That's a true. new You're console right. gen. You're right. For those who are wondering why Leon can barely be heard right now, it's because he's walked away and he's put his jacket on. Yeah, I gotta go. Just no, it's fine. I just wanted you're talking, and I'm like, you may not be able to capture some of what you just said, but that's fine. Um, so I think that's going to wrap it for today's episode of. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited to see what Microsoft says. I think that's the next big thing, and uh, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens from here. PS4 day one. That's crazy. Even if they have a crazy price point, I'm excited. I I know for a fact they're not going to do 600 bucks because they know consumers. You know for a fact. I'm calling it right now. Okay, March 4th, 2013. A a pizza bet on this? You want to counter him and like whoever loses has to buy the other guy pizza? Yeah. Um. I guarantee it won't be 5.99. So what do you think your price will be? Uh, I hope I hope it's max 3.99. Like why? I don't think there's any even a chance of that. I'm, I'm. I'm calling it $3.99. I, oh my goodness, you heard it here. Three ninety nine. Done. He's walking away, but he's done. I uh, think it's gonna be two be... tiers. Three ninety nine for, <laughs> for basic and then premium will be uh like four forty nine. And premium okay. pre- uh, basic won't come with a controller, but premium will have a controller. I don't do you think there's gonna be a, you actually think there's gonna be delineation between basic no, and advanced? No, I think that that's a good business model. There's two E's, there's N- two Nintendo's E's. adopted it, so Yeah. All right, well, thanks for joining us for episode 58. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Chapman. As you can hear as he walks away, that was Leon Orlana, our special guest, and uh, as always, my special (laughs) co-host.
Uh, special. Whatever. Nathan Struck. Nathan Struck. Thanks again for joining us. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com or uh, like us on Facebook. Thanks once again, and we will see you next time. Now go play some games. <laughs>